Hey everybody, it's your old pals Ian, Chewy, Alan, and Ryan. And we're here to talk about all the great shows on the Stuff and Things Podcast Network, aren't we boys? How many yes. shows? Oh wait, sorry. Uh, yes, we are. How many shows? <laughs> There's four good of job, them, Alan. Alan. Four good. of them, and they come out on all different various days of the week. Uh, of course, uh, every Friday you can listen to the original, the classic Stuff and Things, where Chewy and I uh, just kind of talk to each other like we're best buddies. We just kind of talk like just you're like you, your best buddies, like you just and your best like friends best talk, buddies. Like, yeah. like we're best buddies, like we're best buddies. Yeah. Watch it, you're on thin ice. I have Alan over here. I am it's right fine. here. Be friends with Alan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll go well. Uh, so yeah. you can check that out every single Friday if you like hearing conversations that you and your friends would have, but with two total strangers. <laughs> Uh, what else do we have on the Stuff and Things podcast now, boys? Well, I'm glad you asked, Ian. <laughs> Alan Selman. I took a stance here. Uh, <laughs> we have four-color commentary. Uh, what's a that comic, show about? It's a comic. I'm about to get to that. Gee, Alan, what's that show about? Thank you. I'm so glad you asked. Uh, it's a comic book podcast where four comic book nerds talk about books that they bring, sort of like a comic book book club, but we also talk about other things like movies and comic book happenings on top of all that. So... Uh, it comes out every other Wednesday, which is free, uh, not free comic book day, but it is sometimes. <laughs> it's just every comic book day. If your parents every are still other. buying your comic books like they are for me, then it is free comic book day. <laughs> it's every other Wednesday that comes out. Gosh, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's really excited. Ryan, uh, tell us about the redheaded stepchild of the Seven Things right, Podcast the, Network. The, the, uh, the, the sad, lonely other child of the Seven <laughs> Things Podcast Network is a podcast we like to call Super Action Bros. <laughs> podcast we talk about movies with explosions and car chases and lots of people dying a lot and stuff uh it's every saturday the most action-packed day of the week with ryan and ian yeah where we take a critical look at those movies that are commonly watched while eating a lot of popcorn and snacks uh and pizza and beer (laughs) i like those things (laughs) isn't there one more podcast that we're forgetting about nope let's move forward the dark recesses of the stuff and things podcast network where only the brave dare to dwell not me. I'm out of here. Yes. I'm here <laughs> to tell you about the. You already talked about the redheaded stepchild. I'm here to tell you about the neglected, jet black haired, evil demon ghost. son of the sun ghost. Of the, <laughs> the sun ghost? Yes. The ghost of the sun? Exactly. Oh, I was thinking like a sun ghost. Like oh, sun, sun of ghost. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is referred to as Eyes in the Dark, where we talk about horror movies oh. with. Movie expert, Dr. Oh, yes. Jurassic Price, <laughs> and the classic and ever velvety voiced Evan is on it. <laughs> and of course, because we have busy schedules, it is released every other Monday, the most terrifying day of the week. Monday is legit the most terrifying day of the week. See, guys, there's something for everyone here on the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Everybody can enjoy a little something here. Um, and we want you to enjoy now. So sit back, relax, get yourself a nice beer or juice box. Yeah, if you're driving, don't drink beer. Don't do that. The juice box the is fine. But what you can do is Root enjoy. Root beer, also okay. <laughs> what you can do is enjoy another fine Stuff and Things podcast.
Hello, true believers, and welcome to Four Color Commentary, the continuing saga of four comic nerds and the books they love. So, I was walking down the street the other day, and I thought to myself, you know what? I'm Alan. I find myself oftentimes in deep states of contemplation, inside a warm shower where the steam rises through my nostrils. It allows me to think more clearly, and I came to the realization, I'm chewy. I woke up in a pool of her blood. My hands covered, shaking. I look at myself in the mirror and I think, I'm Ian? Oh, wow. What? Oh, my gosh. Did you guys see that? That was a dinosaur. I'm Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I like how I gave the chewy answer. I was like, yeah. please don't go dark. Please don't go dark. <laughs> That's actually one of my favorite ones. I think we uh, That was great because we all committed to that. That was good. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Four Color Commentary. Uh, if this is your first time with us, hello. Welcome. If you are... Uh, Returning four color cadet, a salute and at ease. Enjoy the podcast. Um, so uh, this is a show about comic books, uh, and uh, there's a couple ways you can reach out to us if you like the things that we do on the show. Thing number one is you can go to our website fourcolorpodcast.com. Uh, on that website, uh, you can do a lot of different things. Thing number one you can do is subscribe to us on iTunes, right, Alan? Could they do yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely, you could do that. Okay, you could also uh, uh, email us if you'd like uh, at uh, fourcolorpodcast at gmail.com. They could do that, right? Of course, you should definitely do that. You can also follow us on Twitter. We do have a Twitter. Twitter account. It's at Four Color Pod, and we also are on Twitter individually. Uh, we'll go with Alan first. Alan, what's your Twitter account? My Twitter is. I had to think about it for a second. My Twitter <laughs> is marginally talented. M R G N L Y talented. Chewy. Chewy's Twitter is at Chupacabra. C H E W P A C A B R A. My Twitter for Ian is at Irich. That's at I R I T C H. I'm on Twitter too. <laughs> that's Ryan. <laughs> We're uh, asking my, you, Ryan. Oh right. Okay. It's Ryan Roop. R Y A N R U P P E. Yep. Um, <laughs> P P. <laughs> you can also uh, follow us on Instagram. We do have an Instagram account <laughs> at Four Color Pod on Instagram. Uh, and uh, yeah, you can also like us on Facebook. Give us a big thumbs up there. And uh, check out some of the other shows we have uh, at StuffInThingsNetwork.com. You can do all of those things. You can do all of those All at the same time with modern technology. Yes, you could. While. Going to the bathroom sometimes. So uh, there are four of us, and if this is your first, we like to, we like to pretend we're Stan Lee here and be every comic is somebody's first comic, but every episode of our show is somebody's first episode. So if this is yours, welcome. Welcome. Uh, but we want to let you know who you're going to be uh, spending the next two hours and thirteen magical nights with. Uh, well, because <laughs> it's, 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 how long it's, it runs. it's two weeks. It's a two week episode, so they they could they could listen to it over and over again. Uh, so we want to go around the circle and kind of give you guys a little bit about who we are. So we always start alphabetically with Alan. Alan, my dear friend. I'm feeling kind to you today. <laughs> Tell us about you. I just had a thought real quick about uh, Marvel's first uh, uh, issue, and we should also be like Nintendo. We're halfway through. We should be like, hey, you've been listening for a long time. Maybe you should go outside <laughs> and take a break. And you see that Wiimote, and, the, and, and, and you see the Wiimote, and you see the, the curtains blowing. You're like, outside, that's where bees are. No. <laughs> that's the first thing I think every time. Bees and sharks and bears are out there, and other people, the worst. Oh, man. Beads? They make fun of me. <laughs> People Bees? are the worst. Like yes. They make fun of me when I run. They do. Anyway, so Alan, uh, other than that, what else should the boys and girls know about you? <laughs> my, name, my name is Alan, and I like to draw things, since the name Marginally Talented, because I don't think I'm good. Uh, and so <laughs> We reinforce that behavior. Every yeah, week. you guys really don't make me, let me forget that. Nope. Uh, I like... Know. Clearly, I like art, art direction, panel layout, uh, that kind of thing. Ryan and I kind of overlap in that section. But uh, I also bring a lot of webcomics and manga to the mix. That's kind of my deal. Uh, so that would be me. Chewy, go. 
Have you ever been reading a book where someone grabbed someone's throat and then ripped their trachea out with their bare hands and then feasted upon the entrails? No. Yeah. No. It's called The Walking Dead. If there you, you have, that's a chewy book because I love books. <laughs> that's true. Have blood and gore and fighting and punching and tooth kicking and all that fun stuff. Is that, that a particular style of fighting, tooth kicking? <sighs> yeah, tooth kicking. It's like Krav Maga. It's not tooth kicking. Yeah. Krav Maga? Tooth kicking with a tooth and an apostrophe. Oh, oh exactly. obviously. Sorry, I don't tooth know why kicking. I didn't. Tooth kicking. I didn't um, think about that. What is medical? What is a 90s term? There's a difference. Of, all of that can be... You uh, can count the amount of teeth you kicked out with tooth quicken. You know, there's there's a lot of... <laughs> that was... That, okay, that was you're done. Chewy, joke. finish your thought, please. All of that can be classified as metal, basically. Yes. If you read a book and thought, that's pretty metal, then that, that's my book. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan, for the metal soundtrack. Hi, everybody. My name is Ian. Uh, I actually like uh, a lot of different types of books, but I mostly read uh, the big two. I try to focus on that and bring that part to the show, uh, superheroes, DC, and Marvel, for those of you who are new. Um, I also like any story, though, with a, a good, any book, I rather, with a good, good story. Anything that has a strong story really uh brings me out but uh I try to find something i like in every book that i read whether it be art or story hi i'm ryan uh i like comics as art comics as literature uh i like science fiction and um you know superheroes sometimes and fantasy books and kid-friendly books uh, i tend to gravitate towards an art style that has very clear black lines and flat colors would you say ryan because i every time you say that it always brings to mind would you say that you and i have like a differing opinion like because we both really like the black and the white and mm-hmm. like the big strong lines but would you say you, you gravitate more towards the european style whereas i gravitate maybe towards a more asian style i, I think that that's fair okay yeah you're european style versus asian style you're listening to npr's new podcast four color commentary <laughs> It's so like we're so like. <laughs> mm, would you say? Would you? What would you say? And what would you say about the current state of art. political affairs? <laughs> and today our episode in four acts, <laughs> <Thanks>. act one. <laughs> Here's my issue. Ryra Glass. That's, <laughs> that's, that's who it is. Oh. Um, it's this American life. Not really. No, that's not what it sounds like. No. Anyway, um, so there are four of us, and there are also four parts of our show. Uh, part number one of our show, uh, we do one. is act. Oh God, no, <laughs> Brian. Kidding. Chapter uh, one. No, panel one. Page one, panel one. We're gonna get sued, Alan. That's gonna be your fault. Is that Mario? No, close. What's the other one? Sonic. There you go. Sonic, you play an axe. See what I did there? That was the Green Hill Zone. All right. Good Lord. Um, <laughs> Alan, we really need to get you a video game podcast to get this out. Um, so there are four parts of our show, as there are four of us. Uh, part number one is a section called Here's My Issue, where each of us all bring issues that we have, uh, not issues that are with our personal lives. Like I already mentioned my whole or, drawing complex thing. I, or, I'm you know, out. relationship problems. But we bring <laughs> issues of comic books, and we all share them with each other and talk about them. Uh, part number... We're going to get sued, Ryan. <laughs> I know Sega doesn't have a lot of money, but they have enough money to, to stop this. No, if it's under 15 seconds, it doesn't count. That okay. was the music from Sonic the Hedgehog uh, from Act 1. We have to we have to preface it. Uh, part number two of the show we have is First Prince. First Prince is uh, where we bring a classic comic run, an issue, a uh, graphic novel, something that we feel if you're brand new to comics, uh, you should be uh, reading. Uh, so we bring that and we all talk, read that and talk about it. Part number three of the show is the four-color character compendium where we talk about a, a comic book character, um, a... Um, 
you know, someone who is important, maybe a hero, a villain, sometimes a team, sometimes an organization, sometimes even a creator. Uh, but that's what we do in part three of the show in the four color character compendium. Uh, part number four of the show, like any good comic, we always end with back matter. So we know the four of us. We know the four issues or four parts of the show, rather. And now we begin. Uh, which I just started recently reading, but I thought was really cool, including the art style, which we definitely need to talk about. Um, it's uh, written and drawn by Nate Swinehart. Um, so basically, it starts kind of like in the middle of some stuff, but not really. Yeah. Um, it's just sort of like some guys, and they pop out of the sky, and apparently they have like some weird floatiness that they stand on. Uh, apparently, there's class systems. They talk mm-hmm. about uh, uh, like a caste system, like a yeah. caste yeah, system. Yeah. Apparently, like workers and learners, and then at the very top there's the apex people. There's quite the world that's been built here. I feel like they did a lot of world building. They did, and I love that. So I know that one of the things that I really like about this comic, and I, I, uh, I don't remember exactly where I found. It. I probably was just linking web comics one day, as I think mm-hmm. I was doing. Um, and he posts on the on the website that you know he was trying really hard to get to his art to a certain place. Uh, before he started doing a webcomic, but he was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to start doing it. And so he did. And so the first, right out the bat, I'm like, ah, I know exactly how that feels. So it made me feel good. Uh, so I was already pretty endeared to it. But that being said, I've read a little bit past this, uh, a bit past this actually. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. I want to know what you guys' first impressions on this very like start to finish kind of yeah. entrance point. So for you boys and girls at home, we read about the first 44 pages of this uh, comic, 44, 43 pages or so. Um, I actually really dug it, Alan. I like, I love the art style. It's very cartoony, but in like, a, it almost looks like a kid's comic, but it's very clearly not. Yeah. Especially <laughs> at the it's end. Oh my really god! Really cartoony, but then at the same time, really detailed. Yeah, like there are lots of details I in love the, the incredibly stylized characters and cityscapes. Yeah. yeah, the cityscapes are gorgeous. I mm-hmm. love the cityscapes. I would tell this guy he is absolutely ready. Oh yeah, yeah. this guy. So that's good. no, that's no slight to you, Alan. I'm just no, saying no, this no, no, no. Absolutely. Ready. By the way, I want to point out because a lot of people are like, "Oh, he's just fishing for compliments." I grew up watching a lot of self-deprecating comedians. That's just my style of humor. <laughs> yes. Like so, Stop don't don't think that I need a hug. In fact, keep your hugs. They're okay. I if you get Alan a chuckle out like of it, it's great. Contact. It, it's fine. Well, I mean, Alan's scared of other people. Unless they involve $20. I'm afraid of them. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I think the art style on this is really, really cool. Um, the the cityscapes and the environment have like a very certain feel to it. And the character uh, this character design has a very kind of different feel. Like mm-hmm. not, not, not like they don't belong there, but like they're very vibrant in a sort mm-hmm. of, in, in a sort of, uh, not oppressed or compressed, but like, you know what I mean? Like a yeah. muted, like a muted yeah. background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Which I think is really interesting. Well, you also have a lot of contrast between the backdrops themselves. It's a lot of straight lines, a lot of angles, and the characters themselves are very round, for lack of better words. It looks like there was a lot of circles used to yeah, build yeah, yeah, that's right. really the good characters, point. and you have more straight lines used to build the background. That's something that kind of stood out to me as yeah, well. That's a good um, insight. But the color in this, it, oh my God, it's ridiculous. The coloring is yeah. really good. I love the, yeah. the color. It's color really vibrant. The, the thing that really stood out to me was just the dream sequence. Or, oh, or the, yeah. Uh, that's honestly, that's my favorite part. Yeah. It's just, it's fantastic. I was just looking at that, just being like, geez. The this art, is awesome. like, it's such an interesting choice the way he they decided yeah. to go with that. Um, I really dug it a lot. Exactly. I dug it a lot. Um, and also the fact that at the end of this, and this, for this happy, bright, cartoony book someone gets liquefied into water <laughs> yes at yeah. the end of it 
You did not see that coming. No, <laughs> that was kind of dark. That was really dark. Person liquefaction was. Not and then the city years. starts getting liquefied. Yes. Yeah, and the city kind of gets destroyed. Yeah. And then so it, it says, like really continue. just puts you on like you know what's going on because obviously you see here they have the builders and the educated ones as part of that caste system. Mm-hmm. The builders they just construct stuff with their mind. Is that basically? Uh, I mean, I haven't. I feel like it's a mystery. We don't know how okay, they do it. Yes, just yet. at the moment, as far as I have read, uh, they don't explain that specifically. Yeah. Okay, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty weird to be able to just build stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, with your well, mind. clearly, it's it's technology based. Like they have yeah. protocol. Yeah, they have hack codes. H a q u e, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, Hackway. I, I think this. I think that they also do a really good job with this of like. Um, of 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 creating those page turns, even though it's a web comic. How much? How often do they update this, Alan? Uh, once a week, once that's every day. A good question. It's been a while. I mean, it, I mean, either way, if you have some suspension, some suspension of time, they do a really good job at page by page doing those breaks. Like for example, when he accidentally liquefies his friend, you don't know all he knows. Is he shot him. So if that was my last page, I looked at, and then like next week I see or the next day I look and I see his liquefied, I'd be like, oh my god. <laughs> or like, or like when he's jumping off the block into the city and the city looks totally fine, a little blue back, a little blue circle in the background, and the next page is this huge blue light explosion. Like great job on those like little on those big. Page turns, for lack of a better word, um, but that that is outstanding. I think that's great, uh, especially if I was reading this every single day or every single week or however, whenever they update it. Especially if I had to wait a week for this or a month. Or mm-hmm. Lord, I don't know when. Here's a question for you guys. Sure. Do you think th- this guy is uh, American, Alan? Is is he or uh, as far we, as I can tell, yes. I mean, however, yeah. uh, he did say he uh, moved to Alaska. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he went America. to Japan once. Okay, so he's also part of America. <laughs> um, no, is that not right? <laughs> That's sorry. Okay. I get confused. Um, went next to Wisconsin. The question that I was going to ask you guys is: Do you? Feel, I, I feel like the American quote um, web comic mm-hmm. is basically um, manga. You know, I feel like a lot of the web does, comics that, yeah. that, that we yeah. read, yeah, you jump right into the middle of the action. The mm-hmm. art style is this fusion of Western and Eastern as well mm-hmm. so you know it, it's kind of interesting it's a little anime-esque a little manga-esque but not quite a, an exact replica you know plus the the way the story is told and the types of stories that we tend to see as well um i, I don't know i, just, I think that I just could be a a alan selection bias that those are the ones he ends up bringing. Oh, i think that's very possible i know that i have a this is very manga-esque though yes yeah absolutely yeah and i think i, I definitely have a certain aesthetic that i'm drawn to and i like overly dynamic comics and panels. Yep. Um, and I think I, I'm drawn to that sort of thing just on principle. Now, uh, to answer the previous question, uh, from now on, and this is from his uh, frequently asked questions page mm-hmm. uh, or about section, from now on, there is not a set weekly uh, update schedule for the comic. Instead, I will release large updates of entire sections of the comic at a time. Whole scenes with beginning, middle, and end that also give me the time to plan out entire segment. That's good. Uh, design it to satisfaction and have a better reader experience overall. Good. If anyone is bummed by this, I promise it's going to make it for a better comic. So he has a totally different update idea the, than most. every other webcomic. That's awesome. Which is really cool in my Doing opinion. Doing something different. Bold. I like it, man. I like yeah. it. Yeah. And so he's he has... Apparently, this was a comic that he had attempted once before. Uh, and then stopped for reasons, and then reimagined in this oh, in okay. this uh, mm-hmm. piece in, in the, the in the style. style. So this is a sort of like 
second go at this particular story. Um, and so he's putting a lot of, of heart and soul into this particular one after having, mm-hmm. be, you know, being able to look back on it, which mm-hmm. as, as some, I mean, I've done that to a couple things that I've done and it just, number one, it makes it more fun. You feel more satisfied with it when you can go back and go, you know what? This was meh. I can do better and then do it this way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the update schedule thing is really, really interesting. So, uh, Alan, uh, where can folks check this out? Uh, so this is at levelthecomic.com. dot com. Okay. Um. So yeah, you can like I said, it, it's got definitely a bunch of sections. You have some reading to do, um, but not so long that it would take you a couple of days. Probably just take you a couple hours. Cool. Um, to catch up on, highly, highly recommended. Awesome. Yeah, I really dug the art style too. I think we can all speak for that, and I think that the story is intriguing enough to where we don't know enough yet mm-hmm. to be like what's happening we want to figure it out That's yeah, i really like the world building that was there that i do too i think the world building is one of the things that really drew me to it I, also. I was just trying to push it put it together in my brain when i was reading i was like what's going on here i think the I cool love. thing is uh, in respect to that is you have the ability to um uh piece together the things that you don't know you, you're able to speculate on absolutely and there are some comics that are like they just don't give you enough information oh, in order sure. to speculate and so it doesn't seem worth it and this one it's sort of like they give you the in between or the you know the main poles and you fill in the in between Cool. Well, that is uh, Alan's book for the week. That is a level. So levelthecomic.com if you want to check that out. Uh, so we move on now to Chewy's book. Chewy, tell us about the uh, book you brought. The, a very interesting book <laughs> that so, I liked a lot. <laughs> being that this book um, or, or this being issue. that this issue that we're on right now it's is about love. about love. And it's coming out a few wow. days before Valentine's. Uh, yeah. I decided Valentine's to bring Day, a, um, a book that centers around love. <gasps> Uh, the book title that I brought was called Our Love is Real. Yes, you did. Um, and it was written by Sam Humphreys, and the art was done by Steven Sanders. Uh, we have actually read uh, Sam Humphreys before with Legendary Star-Lord. Oh, yeah. And at Fat Collectibles. We met him that one uh, time. Yeah. We, we, we did the Q&A thing. That was mm-hmm. awesome. So at Fat Collectibles, they were doing the Black Vortex release party, and I was like, oh, Sam Humphreys. Oh, our love is real. Why not? So <laughs> I brought it, and I'm, I'm uh, just, because we're going to talk about it. It's, it's about a guy who really loves his dog. Um, that's one way. That's one thing about it. Yeah. So that well, is the elevator pitch. Yeah. To kind of hook you on there, but I want to hear what you guys thought. This is not what I thought it was going to be. This no, isn't man. what you I guys, thought it was going to be. You either. guys totally made me feel like this was going to be all about the dude and his dog, and that's really more so, of a footnote than anything else. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna the, just, just put, put it up front. There is a lot of talk of um, adult relations in this book um, in different ways. Uh, so it's not a not a kids friendly book, not at all. Uh, especially no. with the violence. The violence in here is outstandingly not. That's it's, what makes it metal. It's outstandingly chewy. Um, yeah. But it is about. Uh, I don't know. What, what would you? I mean, other than the elevator pitch, you want to give us a little more, like just a little more so detail. This takes place in the future uh, after the AIDS vaccine is mm-hmm. released, um, where basically people appear to either are are free to or have decided to push towards, um, let's say, acceptance and tolerance of alternative love. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to saying, you know, man, woman, man, man, woman, woman. Um, you have non-human thing, like, yeah, non-human. Man, 
man, man, other mammal, man, man other, non, non-human yeah, thing. Exactly. You have man, man, uh, man object or woman mm-hmm. object, man, woman object, whatever. Yeah. It's 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 basically really interesting. You've, you've heard of those people that fall in yeah. love with a thing, like the lady who who was in love with the Eiffel Tower mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine if she wasn't the only one, and all of them said, "You need to recognize our love as real." Yeah, and. We don't really know why. There's a lot of prejudice too. Yeah, and we and as a result, you have a lot of splitting of ideas and people trying to enforce that, and people get out of hand. There's riots, and then so you call in kind of like riot breakers and stuff. But we follow a guy, and he meets someone at one of these riots, and a story unfolds from there. Yeah, Um, and it's I I loved the story of this. I thought this the I really want to discuss that quite a bit. Because I feel like there's a lot to be said, especially about the ending of this book. Because this guy goes and he, he meets someone there, and it's you know so he's like, he's like a riot cop yeah, or like, something like that. Yeah, he's like a riot cop, and he meets someone there who another human, which is obviously in this world very very different and weird to be attracted to another person. Like it doesn't seem like it's the norm anymore. Um, and he kind of just like falls falls for her and, the, and him. Her <laughs> spoiler alert. It's very androgynous. Um, but she, yeah. but she, yeah, he. Well, technically it's a he. Um, is in love. He is a, is a what 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 do they call it? A crystal so, crystal sexual. What do they call it? Something like mineral that. sexual. I think. Yeah, mineral sexual. So her name is uh, Bryn. Uh, mm-hmm. His name is Jock. 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 Yeah. So Jock, you know, we see him kind of smashing people up, and I mean, he is smashing people up. Uh, <laughs> what they call uh, vegisexuals. Yeah. Vegisexuals. So people who are attracted to plants. Not just that they chemically induce and grow plants to basically become. Yeah. Like, All right. Yeah. Become there relationship. Become partners with. We'll put that way. Okay. Let's just so put it this they're way. Engi- they're engineering. There plants. are certain animations from a certain Asian country that this fits <laughs> okay. All right. very well we with. We get it. All right. Thank you, Alan. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's he's tearing people up, you know, with his like baton and all that sort of stuff. And finally, someone kind of stands up to him and says, you know, hey, what like what you're doing is wrong. Or and he starts to come out and basically make his point that. You know, loving a plant isn't natural, isn't real love because it can't love you back. Um, At he, least a dog can love you yeah, back. That's his. <laughs> that's his line because he loves dogs, literally. Um, which there's a lot of people that do in this comic. Um, so yeah, I want to hear more of your thoughts here. I feel like you guys are just asking me to recap the book. I want to talk about the ending. Can we talk about the ending? Can we do that? Okay, well let's do this. So. Let's talk about uh, Just stuff not- we always talk about first, and then we'll okay. get to the ending. Because I really want—I really have a lot to say. So um, let's talk about the art, like kay. we always do. I love the art in this book. It's so good. It's great. It's black and it's white. It's Really great. But like, it says clean lines. It, it is. Does. Uh, yeah. It is. But if you look at like his hair, it's not all squared off. It's there's some there's some like if you look at like hair and different there, there's there's elements where it's not super clean. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of like random little got lots of details. Lots of stuff. details too, yeah. This book does a lot of show not tell. Yes. Like a ton. Absolutely. That's the thing when Chewy when you were explaining the book it was funny because you had to keep like re- referencing things that weren't outwardly said. You had to keep referencing things that were just shown briefly. Yeah. 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 And it's like that's great. That's perfect. It's just oh he's beating up dudes but you don't realize that while he's delivering important dialogue, you see him beating up dudes yeah. really badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get that. And that the picture has just as much impact as the words. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I just love the character design, too. There's not a lot. There's no, not really any same face in this book, which I really like. Yeah. Uh, they, everybody mm-hmm. has very distinct looks to them. Um, and I love the, the, the hard. I always love that, too. And I, I always forget to mention it when I see it, like the hard border outline, like the thick black line outline. It's all mm-hmm. black and white, by the way. There's no uh, no color. A lot of just black and white and grays. Um, grayscale. Yeah, grayscale a lot. Uh, but, it's, but it's great. It feels, even though it's, even though it's just that, it's a like grayscale. It's very vibrant. Yeah. The art is very vibrant feeling. There's a lot of life to it. The character mm-hmm. design, like you were saying, is uh, for me, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, it definitely gives people personality, not only to their intentions and themselves, but also, for lack of better words, their um, their type of love. You yeah. know, he, like, not in a way to, like, he looks kind of like a dog, like, very yeah. mammalian, you know, Brynn. Yeah. He also Br- says, er, and mm, yeah, a lot. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's talking like that. Yeah. And he's got big, thick sideburns. He's got big, like, chops. big chops. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of um, reminded me of a really weird futuristic Wolverine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's oh, a very God. weird Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. Brynn Br- Br- has a lot of want. very, like, sharp lines, real, you know, and stuff like that. Um, so, my favorite part of the book uh, was the panel, the, the turning moment panel uh, where he actually, you know, he meets Bryn and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then eventually he um, can't stop thinking about Bryn, like no matter what. So he actually goes up to do a follow up questioning, quote unquote, uh, at Bryn's place. And, you know, he makes a move and, and kisses Bryn. And then, you know, Bryn's like, you need to go. And just this, the last panel, I think it was on page 17 or 18, yeah. where um, Bryn says, I think you should go now, Officer Jock. I think if you don't, one or both of us will do something we will regret. And I don't know why, but like that panel, that little piece of dialogue there was just so like devastating to me. Because yeah. it was like, that. that's when you know, you know, that there's these confusing feelings on both people, on on both ends, yeah, you know, of, of, of that. But it's not said in like a sexy way; it's said exactly. in like a menacing way. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like it's like, well, what's going to happen? You know, because there's a lot of implications with that statement. Is it that, you know, um, they're going to do something and then they'll both feel bad about it, or is he going to do something and then he might be overcome with rage as to what he did and become violent? You know, is Bryn going to mm-hmm. like what, what's going to happen. I, I just thought it was a very well, well-placed piece of dialogue there. And the way that they led up to it was very smart. Yeah. So let me tell you about my favorite part of the book, <laughs> which is the, which is the end. Cause I think there's a lot of, it really sat with me and there's a lot of implication. I think at some under underwriting themes there. So basically at the very end of the book, he, um, he's well. If, if I remember correctly, he gets the the the, the crud beat out of him, the crap beat out of him, right? Yeah. Um, and see, so he finally runs into Brent again, and and they're they're talking, and they're he just goes, he basically says, you know, I love you, I, I I'm in love with you, and she goes, Ugh, I know, and tells the guy who basically beat the crap out of him, just kill him, just just kill him, and so Please they just kill him, they <laughs> kill him. No, and but here, here's the messed up part. Yes. It's not just I know, kill him. It's Jock. I love you too. Yeah. Please kill him. Yes. Please kill him. Yes. Like, it's just like saying like, like this can't be, you yeah. know, I love you, but we can't do this. You yeah. Know? So as a result, kill him. And what, and then, so what they do and it says it there, so they killed me and then they turned, they basically turn his ashes into a crystal, into a mineral. Yep. And then he ends up being with Bryn. 
as a mineral as, as a, a mineral, mineral yep. and like, says like how amazing his life is in yeah. so many words see i didn't th- over the course of this book i expected it to be one thing and it wasn't and then yeah. i got into the story and then i hit the end and i'm just like that's silly like this book <laughs> this book is like it has some very interesting thought-provoking and political views but at the same yeah, time it's very silly like it's just, I think I really like a lot the part of camp. where where yeah. he's in the locker room with the other the other dog, uh, lovers. The other dog <laughs> lovers who are who are and they're making fun of. Him. He's like, "Are you going to talk to a girl? Oh, yeah. Are you going to hold her hand?" I was She's just like, "Girlfriend." <laughs> it's just so bizarre yeah. to see. Yeah. I think Alan, you're really underestimating that ending. I think that says a lot to me. I think it says a lot to me about relationships in general. That he was I, willing I mean, to die for this relationship. No, but no, I think they killed I, him. I, no, I think what that's saying. What what to me that's saying is that. A lot of times when you fall madly in love with someone, you will do anything. You will turn yourself into anything. They killed him person. and did it to him. Right. But but she wanted basically she turned him into that thing. It's actually Bryn that, was a dude. Yeah. Well he I'm sorry. Yeah, it Bryn, turns out Bryn was a guy. Bryn was a Spoiler. dude. Hold on. Spoiler alert. So Bryn turned uh, we'll, 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 we'll use their first names. We'll use pronouns. Play the pronoun game. Um so Bryn, he turned uh Jock into a crystal. Basically made Bryn, made Jock into the thing that Bryn wanted him to be. The only way they could be together. It, it's weird. I think it, it says it speaks. I don't a lot think that that's me. a healthy view of relationships. I don't think so it's either. not. But I think yeah. that's the. I think that's that's. I don't think way the argument that. is that, that it's that's a healthy relationship. I don't think no, this. I'm not you, saying it this is. This is not just, a. All I'm saying is yeah. that is not a healthy. It's view not. Of it's not. But I think yeah. that's. Nah. I think that's the idea. I don't think this is a happy. I think. Ending. I think you could pick out pieces of this whole book and and make arguments for a bunch of different things. Overall. It's not that creepy. It's just a really silly book with a lot of swearing in it. <laughs> really? I, that's I, all you took from it? No, no. I really enjoyed this book, actually. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, that's what I took from it. Because you know what? There's so many layers and, like like I said, so many arguments to make. It's one of those things where you're, you're there and you're like, oh, we're never going to come to common ground on this. Let's just call it a silly book and move forward. You know what I mean? Like, I guess so. so but I, I, I yeah. side with, with Ian on the ending and like what it means. Um, basically, I, yeah. I mean, in a book that's full of other social commentary about labels and what is acceptable and how come this is acceptable, that's not. The prejudices, even though we all kind of align with our own thing that we don't want to be held against as well. You know, it's like he loves dogs, but, you know, he's not cool with people loving plants. <laughs> you know, the um, what's okay, what's not. And just all of that. And, and and furthermore, the whole like, well, this person loves this person, but because this person is labeled as such, this person is labeled as something else, it cannot happen. Therefore, things have to change in order for things to be okay, right. as opposed to ignoring the labels and say, oh, cool, well, we could just not label ourselves as this and that anymore. Oh, but it, it's yeah. what you're saying. It's, it's like Ryan said, not a healthy it, uh, relationship to say well, I completely change for us yeah. to be together. Well, and it's it's the thing I'm reading it as if I'm seeing like like one of my best friends having this happen to him, or or, ha- or yeah, I mean like having those feelings and having that like, well, no, I'm, it'll all work out if I just change. If I just do this, then everything will be great and it'll be awesome. You're like, no, you're you're you should be as you are, and then it, this happens and like, well, I guess they're happy. So I don't know what else to say. I just yeah. I have this feeling of like. You have that man. Ending. That's just like, <laughs> mm-hmm. all right. I I guess if you want to roll with that. And I think the reason you and I look at it, and I don't mean to like point this out, but 
Ryan, my friend, you are married, and yes. Alan has a fiance. Chewie and I are both single, so maybe it's the difference in view of based on based on our yeah, our, our place in life, and maybe mm-hmm. that's. I, so I don't know what Sam Humphreys I, was yeah. when he wrote this. I'd I, love to know. I I'd think, really love to talk to him. I about think it. that's the beauty of comic books in general is you can take a, yeah a you can great, take different things. Good from, stories from the book. do that. A great you comic book, a great story is going to be one that gets people talking about what the book meant. I think an even better story is going to be one that gets people debating about what the what the story meant. I agree. Um, but yeah, anyways. So where can people read this, Joey? So probably your best bet is going to be digitally. Um, it's kind of hard to find in print or you'll have to like order it online. You can visit uh, ourloveisrealcomic.com. Um, you can go on Comixology to get it. That's I had to get it digitally that way. Normally, I'm mm-hmm. still looking for a print copy. because I'd I, love I, to have a print copy I'd of this. I'd love to have a print <laughs> copy of this. But um, yeah, there you go. So yeah, our love is real comic.com. Uh, so moving away from, from the heavy relationship sadness, but maybe silliness of, of that book and on to Ryan's, Ryan's book. Ryan, you brought another two books, technically. It's true. Both with two things that you love it's in, true. in a mashup together. Tell us what you chose to bring sure. this time. Uh, I brought Transformers versus G.I. Joe. <laughs> Uh, issues zero and one. It's so awesome. Two things it. that I love. Your chocolate's in my peanut butter. Joe. Uh, so uh, it's written by Tom Cioli and John Barber with uh, art, colors, and lettering by Tom Cioli. Uh, it's an interesting book because it's it doesn't look like a modern G.I. Joe or a modern Transformers book at all. It's very much done as a 1980s sort of throwback. Oh, this wasn't made then? No, this is no, modern. This, this is, is serious. Now. That's what this makes it even better. Now. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's just sort of a classic, you know, Transformers and G.I. Joe and all of your favorite characters, Optimus Prime and, you Bas- know, Duke and, right. and everybody. Basically, I feel like someone was like, oh, man, I remember when I was a kid and I'd play with my Transformers and my G.I. Joe's at the right. same time. Mm-hmm. I, wish that, I wish that was a real thing. Wait a minute. No, I can make it a real thing. This is why I knew this was a Ryan book. That's yeah. the point that I came to is I was like, Ryan loves like toy crossovers. All of it's Ryan's true. kids' toys, which they refer to, by the way, didn't, yeah. for your son, they refer to him as their, his guys. Those right? are his guys. His yeah. guys. So I, I look in there and there's like a, there's some Lego guys, there's a Woody, there's Iron Man, uh-huh. and they all just play together. And yep. that's what this is. Like somebody had the chance to basically make those childhood playing with your toys yeah. into an actual story. Yeah. And actually, and I'll tell you truthfully, I'm not a big Transformers guy. I, I mean, I like Transformers enough. Yeah. Just the same with G.I. Joe. They're about on the same wavelength for me. But I really liked this <laughs> a lot for a couple reasons. Um, number one, I love how self-aware that it is. Uh-huh. I love the little placards of everybody's yep. name. As Those almost, are funny. As if, as if to say, like, these are toys you can buy. Yep. <laughs> like, let's yeah, well, that's, forget. That's Go find this forget. guy. That's what they had on the G.I. Joe cards. When exactly. You would, yeah. When you would get them, you'd cut them out, and you'd have those for yep. some reason. Well, that's, and I love that, that those, like, catch on fire, get bullet holes in them. And I love that, too. And I love that sometimes there's, like, explosions blocking word balloons. There's yeah. all sorts of wackiness like that. I, my favorite one, by the way, is Rock and Roll, where it says Jimmy Page on a machine gun. Yep. My favorite one. <laughs> you would be. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but, but no, I love that about it. I just love how it doesn't take itself seriously. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. It's like so melodramatic. It's like a little kid playing with toys. Like, and what I love most about it is the zero issue is just the origin of how Snake Eyes doesn't talk. Yep. Yeah. It's like, which is like, because Alan was reading it today when we were talking, and I was like, 
Alan's like, why is Snake Eyes talking? I'm like, wait till you get to the end. Why does he sound like a 90s, like, super <laughs> edge Bart Simpson-esque and, character, and too? Some, some G.I. Joe. See, because I don't have, like, that crazy, like, no, Snake Eyes will never talk. I'm like, this is great. I love this. This is yeah, awesome. Yeah, but now he seems like he's a brooding guy instead of somebody who chooses not to talk because it's a waste of energy type deal. You know what I mean? He's a lone wolf with a samurai sword. And no, he's not always hair. a lone wolf. He's just really good at what he does. <laughs> and what he does is very nice. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, no, I Ryan, I, I love the heck out of the story of this book absolutely i don't know what you this guys story is sure. stupid it is but, it is, but <laughs> this it's story fun. is so it stupid is, but isn't it fun it doesn't remind you of being a kid and just making up these really convoluted yes, storylines except for my convoluted story plots did not involve so much writing <laughs> all the writing in this book oh, like i'm look at this page Look at how much writing is on this page. There is. There's I love it. I don't like care. three balloons per panel in this page. And it's, it's all glorious. It's all like hyperbole and like patriotism it's all at one time. Dude, it's, it's so, so melodramatic and it's so sweet to read. You just need the time to do it. <laughs> yeah, it does and take time. So it, it's a it's a pro and a con. I love the writing in this book. I'm just like Oh, hold on. I have to find I have to find I have that to page. Tell you, I'm going to tell you guys when we get to the art about my favorite panel. Don't let me forget. My favorite <laughs> thing about, while well, Alan's looking for that, my favorite thing about the art in this wasn't necessarily the throwback nature, uh-huh. but as a kid that used to have a lot of G.I. Joes, I know that these aren't based on the characters that they're that the toys are based on. These drawings are based on the toys themselves. Oh yeah, like the posi- the body positioning. I'm like, oh, I remember setting them up, setting them up in a way that they can stand like that. Like, it, and they even say at the end, like special thanks. To, I forgot who they thank for letting us use their toys for reference. Oh yeah, yeah. one of the guys that they think is is Ed Piscor who draws Hip Hop Family Tree. Yeah, nice. but you, you can clearly see it doesn't look like people crouching down and shooting. It looks like action figures crouching down and shooting. It looks like <laughs> when you would walk into a toy store and you see the little like scene set up in the window. Yeah. And I was just like, oh. I, I was with Ian at, at the um at at the Black Vortex thing and we're looking at the um at the toys and I remember looking at the G.I. Joe's being like, I really, really want some of these right now. <laughs> I really do. I so, love yeah. G.I. Joe's, dude. I, I mean and look, so it accomplishes its goal. But let's yeah. be fair, Ryan. This, this book is not for children. No, it's it's very violent. Because Snake Eyes gets shot in the face His as he's face stabbing blown. someone stabs with a samurai the sword through the chest. Yep. Yeah. Okay, oh wait, let me God. okay. So here's here's Snake Eyes meeting Starscream for the first oh, time. Oh, man. And he hurls a grenade at him. But here's the writing for it. The sight that fills Snake Eyes' steely blue eyes is one to freeze the blood and stop a clock of <laughs> clock of panorama that harkens back to ancient days. Goliath, Grendel, Og and Magog, the Midgard Serpent, Cyclops. These are just names, more wor- mere words conjured by long-dead bards and poets. What stands before the lone wolf of the G.I. <laughs> Joe team is cold, hard fact in all its terrible majesty. Snake Eyes has the speed, accuracy, and silent coming of a ninja that has the training of a Joe. He does more planning in a split second than most people do all day. In the time it would take you or I to blink, I Snake Eyes says, right assesses the situation and chooses the right tool for the job. Oh my god, it's the best dialogue This is a G.I. Joe comic. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> It's what you've never you never did that in your head as a kid. Like, <laughs> no, Snake such- Eyes waited for this moment his entire life. <laughs> 
thinking back to the time when he was an eight-year-old Oh, my God. By the way, this is two panels out of six on this page with the exact same type of writing. good, though. It's so good because it fits so well for what they're trying to accomplish. It's 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 crazy hyperbole that just flows so effortlessly. And then you cut to like an issue later where like you're like, oh, that's some really deep dialogue. And then you cut to an issue later where Star... I'm sorry. Soundwave is putting freaking people in his cassette tape. (laughs) He's like just pouring G.I. Joe's in there. So funny. (laughs) And then they eject out of him at one point. Yep. My favorite, I went for a less wordy page, and it was where uh, Snake Eyes comes back on his hang glider. Yeah. And it just says, not in a word balloon, not in in like a, a... not in a caption box, just in the gutters. The Revenge of Snake Eyes. A face for a face. <laughs> <laughs> and he shoots Starscream in the yeah. face. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's all it is. I like the voice. Can you do that, your radio voice? <laughs> the Revenge of Snake Eyes. A face for a face. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, my One of my favorite pages uh, is actually one of the first pages of issue one, where it's them sort of attacking the house around the... Uh, around the water tower and you're being introduced to different characters and stuff like that. But the way it's drawn is the way like me and my friends when we were in like second grade and it was raining outside so we could go out to the playground to play. So they just give us like one of those big 11 by 17 pieces of manila paper. Yeah. And everybody sort of takes a corner. Yeah. And we're going to draw a battle scene and everybody's going to fight each other. Yeah. And that's what that page looks like to me. What it looks like to me is like when they do like in the stores, the toy setups that's, for yeah, how that's it's... That's what you yeah, were saying. I agree with crazy, you. crazy, yeah. I mean, like I've seen stuff like that with Marvel figures at Comic-Con for adults yeah, to look at. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, it looks so much So fun. would you guys say that there is a element of nostalgia in this book oh far and away yeah absolutely if you love both these series what are you doing read this yeah if you love the, either of these things the thing with me is i didn't grow up with trans i did grow up with transformers but i just thought they were cool robots i didn't yeah. actually put the i didn't watch the show oh. my my thing was always power rangers okay. like that was power rangers and ninja turtles were my big deal but hey, do you know there's an episode where they cross over power rangers in space oh don't remind me of that it's so <laughs> bad Power Rangers and who crosses over? And Ninja Turtles. And Ninja Turtles. Really? Yeah. Wait, Don't which really Ninja bad. Turtles. Do it's not. The, the one from the show where they had Venus, the oh. girl one. Do yeah, not seek bad. it out. It's bad. Ever. I watched it. I watched right. it. Do not anyway, seek it out. Alan, you were saying. So I don't have the nostalgia, but I I mean, I was much uh, a little bit older, obviously, when Beast Wars came out, so I was a big Beast Wars fan. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, overall, this is just, if you have any sort of, of love for camp, I think this is exactly yeah, what you're looking I for. I mean, I'm not a fan of really these things, but I I love this book. It's so. Is there more of these? How many more of these? Uh, have been I made? think they're up to issue five or six at this it's point. It's an ongoing book. Yeah, this is ongoing right here's, now. Here's yeah. what oh, I love this about this. Is great. And actually, I, you can download issue zero. Was a free comic book day issue, so it's free on Comicsology. You can see Snake Eyes get his face blown off yep. for free, free. <laughs> as as they're killing Joe Cannon fodder. It has the little name cards. Oh, yeah, the bullet holes. And then it, it just says deceased across all of them as they're getting shot. Oh, so it's sad. zap. Oh, shot, also, yeah. Shot flyer. I don't know. Shooter. <laughs> like, yeah. These are all people that just had terrible names and deserved yeah. to die. They had one episode, you know, one action figure. They had one? What? No, I don't, I Wait, don't what? know. What? Never mind. They, you know, they you, you saw him on the shelf one time, and then I need to, I need to find that panel where the where the where the, oh here it is right here where the where the gun fires over the dialogue. Yeah. Oh yeah, as if that and I couldn't even read all of it. It's just like that's more important than this. <laughs> these words are stupid. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, this is so fun. What Ryan. else? What did you guys think about the art? What about the colors? The, oh, it's so that it's so that time period. It's like so oh, yeah. early eighties. It's a throwback. I've seen those like tra- old Transformers comics, and this is what they look like. It, and they even yellow the pages to like the the white gutters are like a. Um, it thoroughly convinced yellow. me that this was actually like made then. 
Like I oh, did yeah, not for sure. I did not think this was new. No, it, it's 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 a pretty it's a it's a it's a darn good forgery. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I God, I love this book a lot, Ryan. As you can see, I'm I'm glad that you do. This is the only tra- this is the why don't they make this movie instead of those other GI Joe and Transformers <laughs> movies? Just make this happen. This is great. Yeah, the first GI Joe wasn't that bad. It's you know why? It's because it's fun and it doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah, it knows these are toys <laughs> and it's fun. And it, it's, it's stuff like, you know like what? this. Let's do it. Let's it's, just play with the toys. Yeah. It's stuff like this though that makes Indian in the covered a very morally. Decisive movie. <laughs> to be divisive, morally decisive. Yeah, like you have to. Divisive you really. Mean? Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, Words are not always good. But yeah, this is okay. great. I really enjoy the heck out of this, Ryan. So, where can people get this? Uh, so, this is currently in print. Uh, I've got a. I've purchased a couple of issues uh, at my local comic book store. You can get it digitally. Like I said, the the free comic book day issue is uh, free on Comicsology. So you can download it, read it. It's put out by IDW, mm-hmm. uh, which is the same company that puts out all of the like actual licensed Transformers and actual licensed GI Joe comics so they have that the do take themselves seriously. Yeah, this but yeah. this is this is better than that. Yes, yeah, somebody at Hasbro, <laughs> somebody at the company that actually makes these toys, signed off on these books. <laughs> so this is okay. Yeah. yeah, but that was like that's one of those things where they have a big stack of papers and it's like five thirty and they're like, uh, you know, no, we're gonna make money they, on they this. Just, that's they fine. just they just hear the name. They just go, oh, chocolate and peanut butter. Great. Let's put those things two things together. Well, I mean, that's a <laughs> you know, the, there was a. Uh, the San Diego Comic Con exclusive recently that was one of the um, a GI Joe jet painted just like Starscream. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so so the it's a canon thing the GI Joe's awesome. Transformers. So wait, there's does that come from even the book where there's a Starscream with like a Cobra logo on it? Uh, yeah, there's there's episodes <gasps> of the TV show that crossed over. That's awesome. I mean, Josh Duhamel in the Transformers movie wasn't a GI Joe. <laughs> yeah, wasn't oh. he? I thought he was. What about Mark Wahlberg? What about oh, uh, Channing Tatum? Guys, I think this is a transformer. Um, so, so that, yeah, you should read this book. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it's you ridiculous it's really, and it's funny really, and great. It's you'll, really stupid. It'll put a big dumb smile on your face. It's a big, big stupid book. Um, so uh, that is, Ryan, <laughs> that was your book. And finally, I am the last person this week in um, in uh, here's my issue. And I decided to bring a DC book uh, for the Valentine's Day theme. It's from 2013. It's called Young Romance: The New 52 Valentine's Day Special. <laughs> and it comes with Valentine's. It does. It comes with Valentine's. It's uh, six little mini stories from all corners of the DC universe. So there's a lot of little stories in here. We won't spend too much time on each of them. We'll just, I'll just kind of do like a brief overview. I'll just ask you guys, because there's a lot in here to, to talk about. What were some of your guys? Which ones did you like? Which ones were, were not such big hits with you? Um, let's, talk, let's talk about the ones you liked first. Which ones did you like? Which ones stood out to you? I really liked the Aquaman one. I really? did too. It's I didn't su- like that one at all. That's my least liked out. one. It's no, no, no. I, I, it's not because yeah. of Aquaman, her dur. It's like... I really like Aquaman. I just did way, not just like so that clear. story. I, it was very sweet and romantic. No, that one was a very like... like uh, what do you call it? I'm going to think of words in a minute. Just talk. <laughs> I thought it was written better, kind like, of like a romance novel. Yeah, where Jane Austen. Very, yeah. no, I thought of, it was written better when it was written by Becky Cloonan that one time. Yeah, I agree. But that was way more dark than this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was, was way better dark. too. Okay, but it's basically Alan, the same story. Alan, what was your favorite? Um, I kind of want to say the Nightwing one. The Nightwing one was pretty heartbreaking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but like I feel like it had like the most, the most to it. You know, mm-hmm. the, like the most uh-huh. I could grab. Uh huh. Um. And uh, the Catwoman one was okay. Yeah. Like, it, it was all right in terms of... I, I don't know if I liked particularly all, uh, any of these stories, but I mean, they're short, so it yeah. didn't really have a whole lot to go I on. I like the Apollo and Midnighter one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like the Apollo Midnighter one, and I also <laughs> like the uh, the Batgirl one. The Batgirl one was 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 sweet. Yeah, I, I, I like that one too. The Batgirl I, one I was, was good a little too. odd. Yeah. It was a little strange. I like the Nightwing the one. one. I think the Nightwing one's probably my favorite because I'm like, I know that feel, bro. I know that feel <laughs> of. Yeah, let's get pizza. Oh, let's get pizza. Great. And then it's just like a Never day passes. And then he just shows up. up there with pizza. And he's like, Aww. gotta eat pizza alone in the rain again. <laughs> again. What is up? <laughs> what is I really like the idea behind the uh Superman Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. but he does not look like Clark Kent. I don't know who was That's their new Clark Kent. He's a very really? fe- effeminate looking man. I don't like it. <laughs> he's pretty. So, um, but I like the whole sirens thing. Pretty. Is there like any, bringing yeah. in her one of her villains with the the whole sirens and the oh, Greek yeah, mythology reference? I thought that was cool. By and the, Superman's yes. weakened magic. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Yep. By the way, uh, Kyle Higgins. By the way, wrote that Nightwing one. By the way, Mr. Kyle Higgins, who wrote our Batman Beyond and also Cowl. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Sweet. Sweet. He's a big Nightwing fan. Uh, yeah. What do you guys think of the art? Is there any art in, the, in each of these that really stood out to you? I also really liked the Aquaman art. Just going to keep going back to that one. <laughs> That's fine. The Aquaman one was, I liked it a lot, Ryan. I'm with you. It's like a very Jane Austen I actually met uh, Cecil Castellucci at uh, Comic Arts LA, and she is super cool and really, really nice. Um, so there you go. Aquaman story definitely had some of the most impressive spreads. That's, that's yeah. true. Well, I think, and, and it was the one where sort of the art was a little more old timey. I, I don't know if that's that European true. You know, you know why you know why I think you see that that way? It's the only one out of these books really to use yellow, green and blue in vibrant colors. Sure. A mm. lot of these other books, these other stories are darker scale colors. Yeah, you're right. Aquaman actually feels like it's back to the primary color days. Using yeah. those yeah, those bigger true. brighter colors. That. I also kind of like the art from the um. I like at least the, especially the coloring from the uh, Apollo and Midnighter yeah. one. I like the coloring in the art. A lot the only thing, one. the only thing I didn't like about the Apollo and Midnighter one was the type of storytelling. Okay. Like I'm not big on like noir books are hit or miss with me. Okay. It was and very I, noir, yeah. And yeah. I, I just don't think I picked up on the vibe on this one particularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really dug the art in that one. Uh, it has weird like surreal slash hyper realistic um, uh-huh. feel to the art. You know, because you would have things that were very very detailed, like where you have a close up on Apollo. You know, when he's oh, walking yeah. out of that bar, but then you have a couple pages later where Midnighter's fighting this dude that like is like strung out on drugs but he looks like some sort of a monster like right. you know, his eyes are all like messed up so it kind of is this weird like line you know between re- hyper realistic and t- completely unrealistic and i dug that i really like the character design in in, in that particular aspect also yeah. actually they, they did a good job with that i have a question for ian that's only slightly related yeah. ian have you ever read anything with uh midnighter in it before uh no other than well other than um other than grayson okay which we read what did you think of Midnighter in this book? <laughs> you mean, I'm just going to say, you mean gay Batman? <laughs> well, I mean, but he was, he was like super tactical Batman. Yeah, he was super tactical Batman. I, I call I, him He reminds Batman. me more of uh, of uh, Black Moon Knight. Yeah, yeah, I'd say he's more Moon Knight-ish, yeah. Well, but, he's kind of crazy. in a way, Moon Knight is Marvel's Batman. That's true. So it's sort well, of a so reflection, reflection. Well, and wasn't 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 Midnighter made in, in what with Wildstorm? Yeah. So, so wasn't this was this Jim Lee's version of Batman? Yeah, Midnighter <laughs> and Apollo were essentially the alternate universe Batman and Superman who love each other. Yeah, they before kiss, before they, kiss, they man kissing before they were purchased by before Wildstorm was purchased by DC. That's well, true. wait, why do you need that when you just have fan fiction? It's all the That's same true. thing. Hey, well, can I? Yes, yes, Alan. That's essentially official. what it can, is. Can I bring up a point though about the Nightwing story? Sure. I wouldn't feel I'm not I, if I were Nightwing I wouldn't be too upset that he got stood up. You know why? Because who doesn't like pepperoni on their pizza? Vegetarians. Ugh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Yuck. Ugh. 
Good lord. Um, better off. I I I heard. I heard. Um, <laughs> I was really considering doing that, and I didn't want to leave <laughs> all of our listeners out on the loop. Chewie, what's that video called? Uh, Ralph the Annoying Talking Dog. Everybody, go watch Ralph you don't the Annoying have to. Talking it Dog. Yes, but it also you get it. that joke that we just There's made. A couple of <clears> so can I ask? Yeah. Can I ask you boys? Can I ask you boys one more question about this book? Yes. Sure. What was your favorite Valentine in the bed? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite Valentine would probably be the Swamp Thing one. What does it say? It, it's not oh, even yeah. really like a Valentine. It's, it's kind of weird. depressing. <laughs> well, <laughs> if, if you think about it, like when you were a kid, you'd get that box of Valentines for your for all the kids in your class. Yeah. It'd be like the ones like, um, we're pals. Or the ones like, you're a girl and I kind of like you, but I don't want to talk about that. Or the ones like, you're a girl and you smell. and the, Or the ones like, you're that weird boy who sits in the corner. And so... Like there's Valentine's for each one, and <laughs> so you get a Swamp Thing. Yeah, the you Swamp get Thing the... one is just Swamp Thing, and it's a, it just says you don't bring me flowers. <laughs> it's not saying I love you or like hey, how about start bringing me flowers or you know no, it's just you don't bring me flowers. It's just a statement of cold, hard, disappointing fact. Yes. What about you, Alan? What was your favorite? Um, was I mean, I guess one? I kind of have to go with the Green Lantern <laughs> one. <laughs> I Fear I, not. I'll always love you. I have a feeling I know which one Ryan's is, but I'm going to let him say it. Uh, I like the Jonah Hex one. Really? I was surprised. I thought you were going to go for the one right below me. it. I thought you were going to go for the one right below oh, it. Oh, I mean, that one is that. Yeah, it's that's right definitely there. the best one. I, f- I was leaving that one for you. Ian. But the one of my, my favorite. Oh, I have two favorites, but that, that was my, fr- my is first yours favorite. Is the, one, the Batman night- one. Oh, I, was gonna, I thought Wait, you were going to say Nightwing. Ian, no. what does the Batman one say on it? Tonight is for, in quotes, the words, just us. Nice. How cute. Because Batman loves justice. I like the Dick Grayson justice. one because it says, you've got Grayson beauty. I don't get that. <laughs> Grace, Grace and, and beauty. beauty. Oh. It also oh. works. It which, one I didn't get, which one I didn't get was the was the cyborg one. What is yeah. that? I like you. I like Sealed you. with a kiss. I like you. Sealed with. Oh, S W A K stands for sealed with a kiss. I feel like they could have done that better. Well, here's. Oh, I get it. He's a robot, so it's all. It's supposed to be like text speak, but this is 2013, and that's nothing like what text speak is. Well, maybe in 2011, those were up and coming. This is. But this is. 2013, you're right. So I think that the problem is. Whoever wrote these has never used a cell phone. The best, though, is probably Vibe, because. They they do nothing with his character like with with like he's Hispanic. No, I know, yeah, I know. That's but the I point. mean like other than his super like yeah, nothing there's no about like his superpowers vibe pun or anything or anything yeah. like that. Like oh, sending positive vibes or something like that. You know, it just says, "I love you, I adore you." That's the one you give to your crush because it's, it's so so <laughs> sweet. Then, but then she's gonna have to she's gonna have to open up Google Translate. She doesn't speak or, Spanish, or, so she doesn't get know, it later. She's like, "What does that mean?" You say, uh, "It means have a cool summer." <laughs> um, <laughs> it means I know you like chocolate. Also, Super- the Superman one, he's kind of aggressive up front. He's yeah. just like, "I think the my most, love is more powerful than a I locomotive." Think, I think the most aggressive one, though, and probably arguably the most aggressive thing done to the DC universe is the New Fifty Two one because it says, "You've been rebooted as my Valentine." <laughs> <laughs> As if there's no choice. I have in removed the, the history of your life. I have removed the part, the history I, where you said you didn't like you guys me. Didn't like, but I get now a you side are kick out of you from. Uh, well, cute. yeah, little, but little Shazam, Robin. Shazam just says, "Say the magic word, and I'm yours." And Aww. you're gonna transform into a Shazam. Superhero. All right. <sighs> oh Can't my god, I electrified you to death. Let's not go through all of them. Let's move on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that is the uh, the. Uh, 
DC uh, definitely young the best romance. book that had Valentine's attached to it. It is true. <laughs> uh, it was a fun novelty read just for just for this. It was mostly for the Valentine's. The stories are there's a couple cute ones in there, but just you know cute little reads. Um, you can actually pick it up though if you do want to check it out. You can get it digitally or wherever comics are sold. Might I suggest taking a look at uh, Fat Collectibles possibly? And uh, but if you yeah, get it digitally, you can't. I mean. You, you, you can try you can't to print give people Valentine's those Valentine's. Yeah, but if you get it in paper, you can give those Valentine's but out then your to your sweetie. Won't be mint. It's true. That's true. You can get two. Get get a bunch <sighs> of copies of it and keep copy. one. No, get a bu- get a, a bunch of them for all your friends. Yeah, or you just go to the drugstore and spend two dollars and eleven cents and get a box of DC Valentine's. <sighs> all right, yeah, you can that? do that too. Probably. Speaking of DC, uh, that is that is going to wrap us up for uh, our, our here's my issue section. We move on now to the first print section of our show, in which we talk about Alan's favorite superhero. Batman in a book, in a book uh, well, all about love, really, truly about love, uh, written by Mr. Paul Dini and art by Bruce Tim. I'm so it's basically an animated episode. It's basically book Batman yeah. the animated series, which they eventually did make this into an episode. Did they really? uh, the name of the book, I The Batman was, I don't Adventures, think it was quite as dark. No, 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 it wasn't. No, they 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 neutered it quite a bit. Name of the book though, The Batman Adventures, Mad Love, all about it's the backstory of Harley Quinn. This is like the Harley Quinn official backstory, guys. This is a very important this is moment. Can- well, is this canon still in the new fifty? As far as I know, yeah, okay. I would imagine so. I mean, this is basically gives you the background of who Harley Quinn is and why mm-hmm. she does what she did. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So, uh, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? I, I love this book, by the way. I, I'm not going to be shy about it. Yeah, it's really dark. I love it, is, it, isn't dude. it? It's like a, it's like if they were able to do a Batman animated series episode with with no like kid kid limits that the network put on them. Yeah, like just like psychologically, <laughs> like this yeah. girl isn't very smart and she's there to become famous, kind of, and then like Joker like wins her over and she becomes like literally crazy in love with the Joker. Yeah. Well, what I love about this personally is I love that they just they there was no kid limits. They literally guys, come on. Don't you want to rev up your Harley? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's wearing, yeah, she's she's wearing a skimpy well, negligee. And, and I mean yeah. if you know about sort of Bruce Tim's history, he he Likes enjoys draw drawing ladies. Yeah, that's uh, kind so of his deal. Yeah, it's kind of his deal. It's yeah. funny. But like, well, it, let me tell you, right? You don't become an artist to draw dudes. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. I'm only good at drawing dudes. What's that say about me? Uh, you need um, to draw more ladies. I guess so. <laughs> um, but Alan, I want to know what Alan thought because Alan's Alan's the most Batmanly <sighs> criticizer of us all. What do you think, Alan? What, did you did this remind you of like an episode of the animated series? Yeah, I really liked it. Uh, did you really like it? I did really like it. Really? Yeah, yeah this was Why? really fun. Why? It, you I don't know. Are you gonna finish that? But the, well, arguably the reason it. he probably liked uh, it is because it didn't have very much Batman in it. <laughs> no, honestly, I, I really liked it overall because it did feel like an animated series. But I like, I just, I mean, you can't not like it. I mean, there's the art is really, really good. I yeah. like Bruce Tim art. I just, I, I always will just because it, he does a lot of things the same. But at the same time, when you look at it, it's always clean and it always just looks Bruce good. Bruce art is spectacular. It's classic. And uh, yeah, exactly. It's spectacular. It, it's just, it's classic. It's the best word I can choose for it. Um, on top of that, it's got like good character development. It's got a overarching plot that feels short, but at the same time doesn't short you on anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives you cool insight into a character that doesn't get a whole lot of screen time. Harley, I mean, she does, but like now not, she does. But back then, this was brand yeah. new, right? And this, she wasn't really a thing back then. And it just paced really well, and it, it was fun. It, the entire book is just fun. 
Although you do feel really bad for her. Even yeah. Yeah. even the even the thing at the end doesn't make me feel better about no. it. No. Yeah. It's like Not this poor all. sick girl. Yeah, it's just like this isn't ever going to get better. Well, this poor sick girl who did what Joker couldn't do. Yeah. And yeah, then, and but like, but, but only because she was already deemed like not a threat. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Joker is all. Oh, that's some of the best moments in this book. Joker's pretty much blatant and straightforward about his intentions. Yeah. She like went the weird kind of side route. Well, yeah, but I mean, Joker could be weird and sneaky too. And <laughs> I mean, he hasn't he ever could have put her up to it, but he didn't. Yeah, think that's true. So. Yeah. Well, I I love. There's a lot of like Joker defining moments in this book. When you yeah. say like even yeah. like I I I would bet you a. But, Dollars to donuts that Heath Ledger read this, especially with the whole bit about his alternating backstories. Yeah, yeah. Okay, how, like, yes. That said, but every line of dialogue from the Joker is Mark Hamill's voice in my mouth. Oh, I was just oh, about yeah. to say yeah. that. Always. Absolutely. Every, every time I read the Joker, Everything. period, whether he looks like this or not, I hear that. And every time I read Batman, whether he looks like this or really? not, really, because I'm not going to read. Conroy. I'm not going to read the like Greg Capullo Joker because I don't think oh, I, do. I don't think Greg Capullo Joker would say, "Alas, the bitter jest of fate, my greatest death trap shot to squadu." See, yeah. here's the problem though. You've never played any of the Arkham games where, where he says far darker things than all the cutesy stuff he says in the so animated series. So when you're reading Batman 66, do you read it as Adam West or Ooh, Kevin Conroy? That's tough. Okay, that's the only time. Adam kinda, that's Ad- you Adam, have to read that as Adam, Adam West. West. And then I read I read Cesar Romero's joke. I go, <laughs> 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 um, what was your guys' favorite panel? Oh, there's so many. My uh, favorite panel was at the, uh, the top of page 32. Right in the middle, where uh, it's right after Batman drags. Uh, oh Joker yeah, into I, know, I love this panel too. And you know Harley just goes to Joker's side, and where she's gripping him, and she just has tears in her eyes, and she's angry and you, too. It's yeah. Just, it's, yeah, upset, very. I mean, there's so few. There's there so are much so that happens in that panel. Few lines in her face, so it's not like shading and this and that, but just the. I don't know what kind of magic and witchcraft yeah. Bruce Tim was using there to get across all of that emotion. But that emotion there, it, it's this weird mix of like, yeah. you know, you hurt my lover, you hurt my child, even you hurt like my you, father. You hurt. Like, yeah. It, it, it's this weird like, mix how of dare all you? of that. So stuff. much so that Batman who's never surprised by anything. Yeah. Yeah. Shocked. Yeah. yeah. I think it even falls onto the next page too. This is great show. Don't tell. I yes, think. it is. It's, this whole book exactly is really is, yeah. good. That look on her face too in the same next panel, like where her mm, eyes are yeah. like all wide when she's walking out of the costume store. Oh my god! Like she has that same look of like just a, a crazed woman determined. <laughs> my my favorite my favorite page isn't really about the page; it's what's in the corner of it, and that's this the uh, page thirty six where oh, uh, yeah. she's daydreaming about what life would be like if they settled down and had little kids. Oh yeah! Because in the upper right hand corner, <laughs> you yep. see Batman's head on a plaque on the wall. Right. And also Babs and, and Buster, Buster Buddy, Buddy. Yep. hung from nooses in the corner right. <laughs> wow! You can right. get away with That's a lot of dark. stuff. In this Why? Just because it's a Warner Brothers stab? I guess yeah. so. That's well, I think, weird. I think that oh, and they were both on Fox at the time. I think that they were either new people in production or were somehow involved. Yeah, with the whole thing anyway. But okay. anyway, that that just made me laugh. I'm like, why? Why is that there? <laughs> oh good times. man! So I mean, like this this probably has some of the. I think this has like one of the greatest Batman like versus Joker lines ever. Uh-huh. Which is where they're uh-huh. all, which is where he's just basically because what ends up happening is well the point of the book is that Harley's trying to now impress the Joker to be like I'll show him I'm good I'll show him I'll make his his smiling fish death of a thousand smiles or whatever. It's kind of a nice homage to Neil Adams, by the way. And, um, and Denny O'Neill, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would say with, uh, with like the laughing fish. Sort oh of. yeah. Um, 
But uh, but this this nice uh, basically he wants to the Joker wants to make Piranha smile, but it, the Joker toxin doesn't work. So Harley kidnaps Batman on her own without the Joker's approval, hangs him upside down so that way the piranhas are smiling. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I love what I love about it is I I, I love the 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 very part the part that towards the end when they're on the first of all let's let's talk about how the Joker yeah. throws Harley out of a window. Yes, yes, and then there's she and she's bloody. Yep. She's like, it looks like garbage. And all yep. she can say is my fault. Like, yeah. I yeah. shouldn't have done it. Like, oh, you're, you poor, you poor soul. That's, that's messed up. That's it why I don't heavy. feel good at the end of this. No, you oh, don't. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. My fault. I didn't get the joke. Um, and you can just hear Arlene Sorkin saying it too. Yeah. Um, but I love that. I love the Joker after that. Uh, let's, uh, let's just pretend this never happened. Yeah. Uh, it ties him up. Well, I am here. But. And, Oh, go ahead. Then he gets the face full of piranhas. Yep. Uh, the The best part, though, is, is is that when they're on the train, that dialogue, that back and forth. She almost had me, you know. Arms and legs chained, my belt gone, dizzy from the blood rushing to my head. I had no other way out other than convincing her to call you. I knew your massive ego would never allow anyone else the honor of killing me. Though I have to admit, she came a lot closer than you ever did. Pudding. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just goes full and just a look on his and that that last panel is great yeah. like it's it's just a just simple color so change here's the thing though in this case uh, this came batman. up in in <laughs> something i was reading the other day batman is like a master martial artist yeah why does the joker and only the joker ever get so many hits in on him because it's just pure madness because he's crazy because he's I just swinging i don't think that's he true. goes in swinging because the joker is his Biggest enemy, Alan. <laughs> because people like to watch them yeah. fight. All right. Why does fine. Sinestro get to punch Hal Jordan in the face a lot? Because well, Hal Jordan's what? power, power, power rings with Sinestro is highly trained. With big yellow fists. Because <laughs> because the Green Lantern powers are weak against yellow things, obviously. Okay, only rookies <laughs> have you know problem with yellow. I'm just saying. Uh, anyway, <laughs> only rookies have problems with the color yellow. Speaking of Green Lantern, Alan found out what happened in the new 52 of the Blue Lanterns today. I'm so mad. Super sad about I'm it. I'm so mad. Which neither of you guys I'm probably know. Yeah, no, I don't we'll, even we'll know We'll talk about it later means. off mic, but I don't want to spoil it. Okay. We'll talk, we'll talk tell them later. I'm so mad. Um, cause that arc was terrible and then it ends like that. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know, like personally for me and this, every time we talk about Batman, we have to talk about Batman versus Joker. But for me, Joker is really a threat when he's scheming and planning. But then once you get past that, you should just be able to, you know, beat him up and throw him in Arkham. I don't feel like I need to see Joker and Batman fight per se. Well, well but you, you, you are a self processed prevent pro. Professed non-Batman fan. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So why are we listening to you? But <laughs> the one thing I will say about this, but I mean this, uh, the only, heard. my only argument against Alan in this specific thing is that you basically hit the Joker in his weakest point, which is his ego, because he loves to think that he's the one who's going to kill Batman and he's the only one who's going to be able to figure out how to do it. And that's it. And the fact that you're telling him, yeah, that girl that you don't think is very important at all came closer than you ever could. So. Whatever, buddy. Of course, wouldn't you get mad? That's like that's like the like I don't know. I don't I don't I don't know anything for you that I could do that to, or you leap across the room and try to choke me to death. Well, yeah, it's true. Anyway. Green Lantern's not even cool. Chewie, you're being silent. What? Chewie, you've been me that like how I've been the last few first prints. What do you think about this? What about this? I thought it was fantastic. Like I said, you know, just a lot of show don't tell, and a lot of those image uh, I- images were very powerful in and of themselves, including the very last panel where, you know, she reads the note 
and she says it felt like a kiss and she has that look on her face like oh he does love me and you're like, just like oh honey she's <laughs> oh, cuz i mean I, I feel like that's there and a lot of harley like you know you could say what you want about like you know okay well bruce tim likes to draw ladies and and this and that and i know there's lots of um, views on harley you know especially mm-hmm. from the male yeah. uh, perspective but i think one of the things and, and i don't know if it was mm-hmm. intentional or not but it does speak a lot to just the the nature of relationships and how, you know, there are relationships out there where someone can be so abusive towards someone else and the other person overlooks it Mm -hmm. or, you know, will finally be like, I'm taking that stand. Like she is, she's like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to like do my time and like get out of here and I'm done. And then she gets that one little tiny glimmer of hope. Yeah. That one little tiny glimmer of hope. And she just completely undoes everything that she's already decided. And I think we've all had moments like that, whether it's come from people or things, ideas, events, whatever the case is. But um, I think knowing this backdrop to her makes her more than just a bombshell dressed like a clown. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It. Like you said, the character development is ridiculous in this, you know, for such a short book to have an entire person flushed out. There you go. Yeah, that's true. Can we talk about the like the back cover or whatever it is? Yes. With, <laughs> with all, all the comments. The if you, Why by are the there way, two different actors from the show Roseanne? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're friends. Did you Not know that, that, that line at the very end? Paul uh, made me know it them? felt like a kiss. That's a I think it's a reference to the song by the Crystals. He hit me and it felt like a kiss. Uh, which which sort of plays in very well with, with Harley in the story. I yeah I, I mean there's if you don't don't believe by the way this is a great book because you're like Batman the cartoon nobody likes that first of all you're wrong yeah secondly so even Alan could admit that yeah um, but secondly these reviews back here are fantastic <laughs> Pen and Tal- Pen Gillette Pen Gillette gives a review. <laughs> Is that what you're going to point out, or Roseanne? Or I was going to talk about more about John Goodman. John Goodman and That's a Michael Fishman. Comment. Yeah, the fish. And then, of course, we have the ever the ever classic uh, Frank Miller. But also short, Mark short Hamill's on here, and Mark Hamill, of course, Mark Hamill, the on voice here. of the Joker. Yes. Oh, uh, this this. I mean, if, if outside of even being a fan of the Batman animated series, you just want to read a good book and you want to see what all that Harley Quinn fuss is about. Like why? Like well, I would say this is the first thing that really gave her any sort of. There would be none of this Harley Quinn business now. If it wasn't for this. Yeah. Like, I mean, she was kind of an ancillary character on the series and, you know, they, they liked her, they added her in there, but they didn't really give her much of a backstory until this. And this really is what, what this has become, this is her origin story. This is her Detective Comics 27. This is her Action Comics number one. This is Yeah, her, this this book, like, suddenly skyrocketed to popularity. Yeah, yeah. and it's great. It's it, for, for good reason. I would highly yeah. recommend checking it. It's pretty short, just a single issue. It's yeah. not very long, but it's it, it's fast. It reads yeah, 60 fast, pages. And it's great, and it's not for kids. So yeah. no, no. the fact that this says Fox Kids on the front on the copy that I own, the first printing yeah, that I own, so <laughs> <laughs> you should not let children read this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Definitely check it out, especially if you're a fan of well, the Batman okay, let's, animated series. Uh, if, if you have a 14, 13, If you have 14, a kid who's maybe, you know, 14. I think that's when I read this. 13, 14. Talk to your know. children about abuse in relationships. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I love, and that's, that's what I love. Four Color Commentary, the story of four comic nerds who bring two books about abusive relationships. Yeah. On the Valentine's Day episode. Yep. What kind of sickos are we, Chewy? So okay. moving on. Anyway, moving, moving forward. Moving Vaughn. Continue, Rick Vaughn. Continuing Steve. with the Valentine's Day theme, though, we move now away from uh, the First Prince and into the Four Color Character Compendium, where, guys, it's time to talk about some creators this time. That's good. No characters. We talk about characters quite a bit, but now we want to focus on some creators. And 
I'd like to, I don't know, but Ryan and I kind of agreed, and I think we all do. We'd like to focus on the best creator couple, I would say. If this was a yearbook of comic books, they would win in my book for by a mile. I think that the Eminem couple could probably. <laughs> That's pretty good, too. They but could probably these, arm these, wrestle. These two are my favorite. I want their marriage. <laughs> so, Ryan, wrestling. who are we? Ryan, our resident comic historian. Who are yeah. we talking about tonight? Uh, we're talking about Kelly Sue DeConnick and her husband, Matt Fraction. Yay! Both people we love on the show. Yeah. So let's talk. Let's do ladies first. Let's talk about Miss Kelly Sue DeConnick. So Kelly Sue DeConnick. Well, what books have we read of hers on the show? Well, uh, we brought Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Uh, I don't know. If we haven't brought Pretty Deadly yet, but I think that's no, we coming that's at some point. That's been on the list for a while. We need to read that one. What else? Um, I mean, she's written a bunch of books. There's uh, some books that I pick up. Do you guys read anything Kelly Sue DeConnick books? I think no. she's got her hands-on parts of Black Vortex currently. Yeah, as far as right. I know, yeah. Well, especially with Captain Marvel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I know that I've been picking up, uh, excuse my foul language, but a bitch planet. Yeah, I actually <laughs> just bought issue two. And, did you, and is it good, Ryan? Uh, oh, yeah. It's great. It's great? Yeah. yeah. She has quite the... You know what I will say? Kelly Sue DeConnick has quite the Tumblr following, and I would argue that at least with... Uh, she's a really big proponent of women in comics and I love that about her. Like that's, I'm, I'm a big, big fan. I follow her on Tumblr. Honestly, I probably check Tumblr for, for both her and Matt Fraction and well, Chip Zdarsky's too. I check Tumblr <laughs> mostly, but mostly for Kelly Sue. Cause I just like seeing all the, the lady people who are reading comics and loving, like loving bitch planet, loving captain Marvel. Like I, I like seeing all that, but it's, it's, it's the, I think at least for her, the comics that she makes aren't comics for girls. No, they're comics for every comics. That are great. Yeah, agreed. And and they have positive representations of women. Yeah, and it's and not. That's awesome. Well, it's not, and that's what I love about her her rendition. Because she's really, I mean, she you could argue she's the one who invented the modern version of Captain Marvel that is going. There's oh, going no, to be she a, absolutely did. Yeah. There's going to be a movie about it. For goodness sake. Yeah, Carol Danvers Captain Marvel. It's gonna yeah, be awesome. about about like you know she she took something that my, was my daughter's excited. Of course, and as yeah, she should be, and as we all should be. I love the character of Captain Marvel. I like that they took something that was like. She took what I, I think a lot of people, a lot of men, to be frank, would have dismissed it just like, oh, it's another girl character. Put her in this and this and this. And it just was like, no, this is a real person that has feelings and a backstory and is amazing and awesome. And took something at, took something that was probably a, maybe a C-level character and elevated mm-hmm. it to oh, probably, yeah. I don't Avengers know. Avengers level. Avengers level at this point. Movie, film, feature film level. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, they're making an Aquaman movie. That is true. They are making an Aquaman movie. <laughs> it's a different company, though. I'm That's excited true. about the Aquaman movie, too. Unrelated. <laughs> Um, so, but yeah, but let's talk more But what, what else? Sure. I mean, do you want to talk about Matt Fraction? We've read just a ton of Fraction stuff yeah. on here. That, let's do that. Sure. <laughs> and Matt Shoot Fraction. Allen, say some things. Okay. I'm still reading a list of books written by Kelly Sue DeConnick. Let's, okay. Then well, what, okay. So what, what, else? what else did what you else see on there? Well, she's written a lot of stuff. So it's I'm, gonna, true. I'm just going to rip a couple off here. Uh, let's do girl comics. Uh, so Marvel comics would be. Uh, Girl Comics, Captain America and the Secret Avengers. She's done Avenging Spider-Man. She's yep. done a co- uh, Captain Marvel, obviously. Yep. Uh, wait, really? Castle? Richard Castle's Storm oh, Season? Oh, that's right. Yep. The graphic novel? <laughs> uh, Boom Studios, she's done CBGB, mm-hmm. oh, which right. is awesome. I think Sam Humphreys did that too, actually. Oh, did he? Uh, yeah. Supergirl, The Witching Hour, Adventures of Superman, Ghost. Oh, that's that Dark Horse book. Um, yep. Pretty Deadly, 30 Days of Night, too. Um, Yay. She did some alien books, didn't she too? For, oh yeah, for Dark Horse, or Predator, or alien, alien or Predator, or something. She did. I just recently saw that. I was like, really, Kelly? Yeah. Good for you. Manga adaptations of a couple things here, oh, really? including Fruits Basket, and that's the only one I know. Uh, oh, and Slam Dunk, which is a basketball one. Um, 
Yeah, I so love that there's basketball manga. It just makes me happy. I'm know, still gonna make you read Prince of Tennis at some point. I know. I want to. I think know, I said that on the first episode. I sign up by the way for there's a text message thing you can get from her called it's hashtag BGSD and she will send you uh motivational text messages to get your button gear about your artistic things. Alan, I would yeah. sign up for them if I <laughs> I like getting them. I smile every time because I look down and it says, Oh, Kelly Sue DeConnick is texting me something. What is it? <laughs> so it makes me happy. And you know what? Uh, Chewy and I can speak personally from our experience with her. We went yeah. to a writing workshop at uh, WonderCon. Oh, she hosted. Yeah. It was very short, but it was great. She had a lot of really good tips, like especially if you're writing and really kind of got my button to gear a little bit when it comes to that. So it just gave me ideas of, of how to just better my writing skills. Yeah. Especially about like writer's block and, and stuff. She talked about the stuff that I think no one talks about. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, everyone talks about, you know, yeah, you know, you want to make sure you're writing and you have a good f- developed story. And it's like, we all know that, you know, but she's talking about, so you know everything that you should be doing, you know, and shouldn't be doing. Here's kind of how you get around the stuff, the gray area. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, really great experience when, you know, I just kind of was in, for lack of better words, like in her presence. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, just absorbing Should we all had the guts the to ask her something they wanted to go over. He was like, I want to talk about this. I think yeah. would you say world building? Yeah. I uh, asked about world building. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I'd, yeah, yeah. I'd love to do one of her. Like she says, like normally I do three hour seminars and yeah. do it. I'd love to do one of those. That sounds super yeah. fun. Be hardcore. Be great. Um, but yeah, it was, it was great. And I mean, the two things that I love as far as if you're a comic book writer, the two, the biggest advice that I took away from it was when you're writing something in a, in a comic, it should do either one of two things. When you're writing dialogue, it either should move the story forward or tell us something about the character that we didn't already know. Mm. And ideally, it should do both. So if you're writing dialogue and stuff, that's what we should do. So it's great. I, and honestly, Chewy, I read something Chewy just wrote recently, and I see a little bit of that well, like in what we were talking about. I see that. So high five for you following Mr. Mysticonic? Mysticonic. Mysticonic, I guess. Well, she, she's married, but she's not Mrs. Fraction. She just goes by Mysticonic. Kel- yeah. uh, good job following Kelly Sue's direction. Kelly Sue, if yeah. you're nasty. Kelly Sue. <laughs> <laughs> and she's really sweet, Ryan. We met her at WonderCon. She, yeah, I and I told her that my six year old was into her book, and she was like, "Oh!" And she gave her like dog tags that my daughter Carol still Corp has, dog, keep dog it, keeps her around and stuff. It was pretty That's awesome. So let's talk about let's uh, talk about Matt. So let's Matt Fraction, Fraction, before he was a comic book writer, um, and actually I can give you their origin story. It's not like I stalk them or anything. Their relationship no origin story. Uh, yeah, they met on the Warren Ellis forums on the internet. Oh, Warren internet Ellis, love the comic book writer. Uh, they yeah. they met on the forums and and eventually started an an IRL relationship. Oh, uh, that gives me hope for internet dating, sir. That, well, like, it was like a comic book forum. It doesn't matter. It's still internet okay. dating in a way. They met each other on a, a common interest. Yeah, point, Matt yeah. Fraction used to work for uh, a company called, and I I totally just blanked the name of the company. Company that did sort of post production for films. So if mm-hmm. you've ever seen the movie. Um, Stranger Than Fiction with yes. Will Ferrell. Yes, I have. His production company did all the like cool infographics and stuff oh, in awesome. that movie. He, I think he directed a Britney Spears music video. Where she, <laughs> oh, I gotta look where that she up. Where she punches right? a bear. Nice. Very, I remember I'm that look, very I'm distinctly this from up. something Continue that he's talking about. Right. Matt Fraction. Uh, so, but Matt Fraction, um, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Matt Fraction. He wrote uh, Casanova's where I first started reading his stuff but um we've read a bunch of matt fraction stuff we have five fists of science yeah. hawkeye uh that's right hawkeye what else we read sex criminal casanova casanova he's probably my favorite writer to be honest yeah he's written a lot of stuff i mean he did ff he's written he wrote iron man yep uh, i remember reading from matt he fraction did that iron man. oh no wait yeah i, I was thinking something else. yeah during during the run-up for the movie iron man 2 matt fraction had to do a phone interview with 
somebody from GQ as if he were Tony Stark because he was <laughs> the official voice of Tony Stark at nice. that point. <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. We need to read some of that Iron Man. Uh, yeah, so we did Invincible Iron Man um, right around the time that those movies were getting big. Yeah. Um, and Hawkeye. More recently, we've read yeah. Hawk, some Hawkeye on the show. Mm-hmm. Sex Criminals. Mm-hmm. Great. Anybody else? <laughs> uh, no, we we covered a lot of stuff. The thing I li- really like about his style, particularly, is he has a very conversational tone. Yeah, um, like everything he writes just feels like it flows out naturally. It's not forced. Yeah. Like you know, like I'm going to do this now. It's, it's not GI like, Joe dialogue. No, no it's, it's, it's just very it's like right. it's very like if you were talking to that person, it's in the voice of that person, right. and that's what I really like. It's like. Ah, oh, coffee. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> like Clint Barton seems like he's kind of down on his luck just because that's the way he would talk. Like, if that's the case. Um, so, a couple things I want to point out. Number one is Matt Fraction's TED Talk, which I've mentioned uh, once before, uh, where he talks about, um, well, the the, the three minute clip that I saw of his mm-hmm. TED Talk, where he talks about how he got super paranoid and threw out everything he owns in his apartment. Yeah. Uh, the first time he, the first time Kelly was coming. To, uh, <laughs> to meet him in person. Uh-huh. He's like, I don't know this person. I've never seen them in person. Like, I, I don't know what's happening. What if she doesn't like blah, blah, blah. And he basically goes so paranoid, he ends up throwing out everything in his apartment and buying, yeah. apartment and buying all new stuff. Wow. Um, it's a really funny, funny thing. Um, the second thing is, Ryan, you told me about this. It's from a podcast called Ink Studs, mm-hmm. uh, which is Brandon Graham's podcast. Uh, Brandon Graham is on it a lot, yeah. Um, Robin Connell, I think, is the main guy who does it. But Brandon Graham's on it tons. They did they two interviews. The they did two interviews, one in the, the both in the same day, one with Kelly Sue, specifically her own episode, and then right after they recorded one just with Matt Fraction, his own episode. Um, and they're back-to-back, mm-hmm. uh, and you can listen to both of them, and they're each like an hour and a half long or something like that. That's great. Really, really good. Uh, really cool, interesting stuff. Uh, my favorite part was from the Matt Fraction one, though, where they're reaching the end, and it, apparently whoever was watching their daughter at the time had to mm-hmm. leave. And I think, like I said, I'm, I think I mentioned this their before, but Tallulah. yeah, yeah. Greatest uh, she came in, you know, because she didn't have me watching her anymore. And she goes, look what I drew, daddy. He goes, oh, that's adorable. I was like, oh, yeah, this is great. And he's like, okay, we have to finish the interview now. She's like, okay. And she leaves. And Kelly goes, I love you. And then Matt just turns around right away and goes, I love you more. Uh, <laughs> it's so adorable. That is the type of marriage I need. So ladies. his TED Talk and those two podcasts were really, really good listens. So uh, A little more heavy. I know we talked about it briefly on the show, but if you follow Matt Fraction also on, on Tumblr, his bit about his uh, anti, kind of like, I guess, anti-suicide blog, but it's like reasons to not yeah. commit suicide blog. It's pretty heavy, but it... it Matt I, Fraction's been through some stuff in yeah, his life. Yeah, he has. And... and the thing is he doesn't he's not like hey guys did you know that this happened to me this one time yeah he doesn't bring it up all the time but at the same time he doesn't deny like yeah i was an addict yeah i go to you know a and na you know yeah i have thought about committing suicide and yeah thank god i'm still alive yeah and I'm, I, I very briefly met Matt Fraction. I took a picture with him and Chuck oh, yeah. Zaresky at That's Comic-Con. Right. And, they were, and they were very nice. Yeah. <laughs> they, they posed with me very goofily in that in that photo. Um, and they're, they're, they're great sports, both those guys. I mean, and Kelly C too. I mean, everybody... I, luckily, I will say that every, pretty much every comic creator I've had the pleasure of talking to mm. is has always been really nice and really kind and really love their fans. Because I think they realize like... What we're doing is not necessarily, you know, it's. Well, I'm not a film director. I'm not a movie actor. I'm not a TV star. Like, I'm a comic book writer. And the fact that people are coming up to me being like, oh, my God, it's you. They're like, 
yeah, it's me. Come on over. <laughs> like, so I, I don't know. Both these people, I, I like them. Both their work very, very much. I, I like following them on Tumblr. I like them as people. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd love them to be my great. friends. They have, a, my uh, friends. they have a newsletter. Uh, they do. A weekly newsletter called Milk Fed Criminal Masterminds mm-hmm. uh, that I highly recommend you subscribe to just because it's funny and interesting and they give weird book recommendations. They're Matt, great. Matt, my uh, fiance has... has Threatened me multiple times with leaving me for Matt Fraction. <laughs> you guys should be, we should have a comic book theme party and you guys should dress up like Matt Fraction and Kelly Sudicata. I don't think I have enough things to wear on my wrist for that. Uh, well, I'll get you some. <laughs> and you can we'll borrow those we'll go to Hot Topic and buy yeah. one of those. Yeah. Got a hipster up real fast. So yeah, guys. So the Four Color Character Companion, even though that character is real people who you can meet at real life comic conventions. By the way, if you are going to San Diego Comic Con, they've officially announced Kelly Sudicata will be there. That's right. So if you guys want to check that out, do also, it. Also, WonderCon's coming up. That's, That's true. Cool I have to check that list. I'm not sure if she's going to be there, but I'm I know, but just would. in general. She's great. If you guys are going to Seattle uh, in Emerald City, if you guys happen to be up in that area, I think they will both be there because they are natives of Oregon and that is close for them. They're not actually natives of Oregon, but they do live there. Well, residents. Okay. Not residents. that I stalk them or anything. It's cool. <laughs> It's fine. I just follow really the internet. I'm just a big fan. Ryan hasn't had to check his iPad for any information this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Shush. I'm a big fan of them. Clint he Spine pulled out this well. small Casanova notebook. <laughs> has a lot of scribbles on it. And Matt Fraction's Casanova is the comic yeah. book that got me back into comic books. And, so. Matt, and Matt Fraction's, honestly, Matt, Matt Fraction's Sex Criminals is what made me be like, huh. You can t- do this stuff in a, in a way that's appropriate and fun and everyone laughs. Uh, not really. With, anyway. With uh, naked so, people. Yep. Oh, man. The last issue. Oh, boy. Um, so, but yeah, that is uh, the Four Color Character Compendium. Uh, Matt Fraction, Kelly Sudaconic, uh, two amazing people. Two amazing comic book writers, very much in love, and have two children. And at the diffraction household, as she refers yeah. to it. Uh, so moving out of that and into uh, Back Matter. Guys, there's been some some stuff that's happened. Yeah, we've been um, away for a while, huh? Movie trailers. Uh, we haven't had any four color mailbag, unfortunately. Uh, really, nothing no, at all. Nothing this time. What, what? No. Actually, we did. We got one. Ryan Saul Bass. That is the person who did all those. Thank you. Movie posters. Thank you. Thank you. It was Charlie, by the way, and that will give you uh, carte blanche for no U fifty two drawings this time, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Saul Bass. Last time he was I couldn't about remember the name of a guy who did movie posters. The James Bond ones and like the the Vertigo yes. poster. Yeah, Saul Bass yeah. is his I name. Saul Bass. His name. Um, but yeah, there's been a lot of movie stuff going on. Can we just Let's get this out of the way? Let's get this out of the way first. Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four looks like crap. Hey man, you like Batman paint? Get some of <laughs> that sure Batman do. paint on paint that there. Fantastic Four. Batman paint. There's some Interstellar paint on there. That's true. Oh no, not is, Interstellar had Batman paint, paint, paint on it. Basically it's, the same paint because it's yeah, it's basically Nolan. Christopher Nolan paint. Now, let's be honest. I, I will tell you. Can we call that blonde? I, I will paint? tell you. Yes, yes, I, I can. <laughs> I, I am still, I'm still willing to give it a shot. I'm still willing to give it a chance. I know they're trying to sell it to the audience who likes that sort of stuff because they're like, they sent your dad's Fantastic Four. Also, say the one where Galactus was a cloud. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it makes sense one. to sell that to your audience because those movies are very financially successful. Oh, they are absolutely. I mean, I'd, I'd still see it so far based on what I've seen. I mean, I mean it doesn't. It, it doesn't look. I'm bad. not gonna see it at midnight. No, no, no. It no. doesn't. As, it just it doesn't look fun. Well, as a person, yeah. I want Fantastic Four to be fun. But I mean, we haven't seen any of the dialogue or any of the action. Yeah. As a person who it has not seen... It reminds me of the first trailer of the J.J. Abrams Star Trek. That's true. And that was yeah. fun. That was fun. As a person who has not seen the previous Fantastic Four movies... I haven't either. Um, and will not. Like, if you told me right now, hey, we've got, like, time to kill. Let's go ahead and watch these previous movies. I'd be like, nope. nah, nah. I'm, I'm just going to go be alone with my thoughts for a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which no, are like, probably more fun movie, than this movie. I, I saw the trailer for it, and I was like, you know what? 
it seems it seems like you know they've got a story in there that's you know going to be hopefully pretty solid. You know, mm-hmm. whether or not it's going to be a hundred percent accurate to this or that. I've been reading a couple of um, posts on Newsarama, and there's this article. It's broken into two parts, and it was from a while ago, but it's why people should give the new Fantastic Four movie a break. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, parts one and two. And one of the main arguments, this was pre-trailer also, was we know absolutely zero about it. You know, it's, yeah, true. It's, true. it's like everyone's like, it's gonna be the worst movie ever. I don't know. That. And it's like how, be great. how we don't know. Yeah, they haven't released any it. any details about plot or you know, at all. least especially back then. Now we yeah. have a trailer to go off of. Um, mm-hmm. There's some talking points from that trailer as well. Like, well, there, there's four of them, right? Yeah. But in that space area thing, there's six suits. Well, I'm pretty sure that one of the f- other ones is Victor. Yep. But who is the other one? We don't know. Who knows? We don't know yet. But there's a lot. There's a lot of questions, you know, kind kind of floating around. I just think I'm like, all right, cool. I'm not gonna be like, unless they release some other trailer where it looks ridiculously amazing. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna wait, let someone else see it, and be like, how was it? And if they're like, yeah, it was good, I might go check it out in uh, in the theaters, you know. But I'm excited. I mean, hopefully. It'll be, and, and I don't think it'll necessarily be a tall order, uh, be better than the previous two. <laughs> no, know? I think it probably will do that. It, at the very least, it can just be a better <clears throat> film than those two. And for the people that yeah. were going on about, well, it's not factually accurate. You know, Johnny Storm isn't, isn't uh, black. You I'm know, not worried about that. I'm just worried about the fact. Well, in, in general, you know, they're like that and this and this is, you know, they don't actually go to space or this or that. Like all that stuff. It's like, okay. All all films, all all these Marvel films, the Marvel like you know cinematic universe films, have been riddled with changes from the comic books as well. Absolutely, you know. Oh, and even the beloved Guardians of the Galaxy, Drax, completely different. Oh yeah, in the books than you know to 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 the movie, just stuff like that. And I, I think really what it comes down to is at the end of the day, if it's a good movie if it's an entertaining movie if people like the movie people are willing to just overlook inaccuracies mm-hmm. but if people are skeptical they're gonna be like aha see i told you look yeah they're gonna right look there. for things yeah I th- so, i'm just worried about the fact that like it's like i said it's not gonna be fun i'm hoping that they don't try to turn it into i'm just i don't want them to put batman paint on it i don't want them to sharpen an edge i just want them to like make it a movie that has a beginning and middle and end that makes sense has characters that you really want to like you know like and 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 tells a and, and you have a good movie experience. That's what yeah, I want. I agree. And I think that's basic movie one hundred and one. I don't <laughs> think that's a lot to ask for. No. Speaking of uh, of of things that aren't movies, let's talk about Daredevil. <gasps> Daredevil, oh, yeah. Yes. Guy doesn't look like Ben Affleck at all. He doesn't. No. But that but looks okay, like Zorro. That I'm looking forward to Daredevil. I'm excited to that binge watch that in right. a hot minute. Oh, yeah. Also, some Batman oh, paint man. on that, though. But yeah, but I don't. But I mean, but, but with yeah, Daredevil, the, there's okay. a lot of Batman and paint in it. Daredevil, Daredevil is himself. Marvel's he is Batman he is Red paint. Batman. Yeah, he is. But I don't know. That looks great. I mean, you see the back of Vincent D'Onofrio's head yeah. as the kingpin. I'm like, oh my god, he looks like the. He looks pretty good. Yep. Yeah, he looks. And it it just looks got that oh, hot dog so roll fun. going. So <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> wow. 
That's exactly what Should it is. Should we explain yeah. the hot dog roll? I oh, never heard this until you got the back of your head shaved up. When, you, when you're like a fat dude, and then the back of your head is shaved down to the skin. You know, it's got that neck fat. It's got that like bump, roll. that like fat where your fat meets like where your skull is, and it turns into like a roll or a bump. <laughs> And it reminds you of like the rollers at like Seven Eleven where the hot dogs are cooking. <laughs> wow! Like that's, if you tilt your head back, I have this, head back this perfect then, picture like, in my mind's eye. Of, yeah, of the, that's, that's what it is. The hot dog. Never roll. shaping my head. Kingpin's hot dog roll. Um, but yeah, that looks amazing as well. Also on TV, the TV front, uh, they released a picture. I don't know if you guys care, but I know Chewie and I probably do. They released a picture of uh, Brandon Routh. Oh, as the as atom. the atom. Yeah, it looks it's pretty just good. Coming up in yep. the arrow Looks pretty good. It looks like what I would expect it to look like. I've Not liked, what I expected at all, but still really awesome. I've liked other times that Brandon Routh played a comic book character. <laughs> yeah, I like parts of that movie well and the other other time no oh, that one's good that was a good one that was a good movie anyway uh yeah so i, yeah, I like that his, looks, that his costume be, that's gonna be neat i think what, what other back matter news do we have guys uh so in there was a some sort of uh world series of football that happened oh yeah uh, but with that chris pratt and chris evans uh star lord uh, and about captain america respectively had uh they were both fans of the two teams that played each other and they had wagered each other, like, oh, if my team wins, I'll come visit your children's charity dressed as my superhero character. And if your team wins, I'll, you know, I'll fly across the country. And so uh, the the Seattle team lost and the Seattle uh, the other team won. Uh, and so Chris Pratt was like, oh, I'm going to come visit, uh, you know, go to Massachusetts with Chris Evans and we're going to go visit his children's charity. And then Chris Evans said... And then we're also going to go to Seattle and build, uh, visit the Children's Aww. Hospital there, too. That's sweet. So I, I just... So wait, Star-Lord and Captain America, are they going to be dressed up in costume? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I want to see go these visit, photos. And go visit kids at, at Children's Hospital. This so is like Infinity War, maybe, but like 10 years earlier, like five I'd years I'd just early. like to point out, yep. like, like, think about, like, those guys. That's what these guys do, like, in their that's spare amazing, time. They're like, I'm going to... I kept my costume from this movie. And I'm going to go meet kids. That's great. Like, I, like, I can't what? see. I don't see Christian. Like, nothing against Christian Bale, but I don't see Christian Bale. Uh, He did. Did he? He, he called P, He called this kid who was like, he, as as ba- not as Batman, but he's like, you yeah. know, I want you to get better. And then he, he I think he called somebody. I, think, I don't know if it was the victims of Aurora back then. Oh, okay. But yeah. he did call some kid who had, like, cancer and oh, was talking okay. to him about, like, you know. But, I mean, Batman this is a regular thing, thing for them. They That's do this awesome all the time. To me. It's so cool that. There are people who care enough about the world around them that they pretend to be superheroes and then go do and they're real superheroes like, in a way. superhero things for kids. Yeah, that's true. So that's cool. Speaking of Chris Pratt, uh, have you guys heard of a little book called Cowboy Ninja Viking? I have, have heard, heard of, of it. Yeah. yeah. Chris Pratt is uh, going to play the lead role oh. in Cowboy Ninja Viking. That's uh, awesome. The movie that's going to be put out by Universal. And just a little update here. Um, they're in early, Universal's in early talks with the directors or the co-directors of John Wick. Ooh. Um, just a little worried that we're getting to like a praturation point. Yeah, that was yeah. funny. That was really good. But it's. I mean, yeah. and I love Chris Pratt and he's great. But I mean, there's already three different Lego minifigures of Chris Pratt. How many more do we need? No, yeah, that's true. Like, that guy is on fire, and I really don't want to see him in absolutely everything because that means we won't see him in anything later. That that's true. And I don't begrudge him of making money at all. I want him to make a lot of money because he deserves it because he's great. But at the same time, I don't want it to be people are like, ah, another Chris Pratt movie. Right. I just think it's rather doing Cowboy Ninja Viking. Yeah. That's, because especially because we're the digging book, deep the, down on those comics. 
movies now. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's kind of a rad point that we're getting to as well. Mm-hmm. We're branching out of big two, you yeah. know? Um, getting to more interesting things than just people in caves punching each other. Exactly. I think yeah. it's totally awesome as long as the movie makes it clear, hey, this has source material. And, you know, you if you really like the movie, you should really check out the comic book as mm-hmm. well. Because what I don't want is... You know, the people who put all the hard work into making the comic, yeah. not getting the respect and the props for that's the true. original IP yeah. uh, as the people who made the movie. Because I, I just don't think that's fair. That's all. No, Speaking sure. of not that it's better. One's better than the other. Just that I believe everybody involved in both projects should get credit for it. And speaking of the original uh, points, the props to the original people involved... AJ Lieberman and uh, Riley Rosmo, by the way, oh, are the people oh, that's who right. that. Riley so, Rosmo, Riley Rosmo, one of my favorite artists. That's one of your things. So I have oh a fun, God. I have a oh fun, I have a fun thing. Okay. Did you guys know that Funko, no. the people who make the little uh, pop vinyl figures, and Marvel to ha- have, ha- are, are releasing a subscription box service, much much like. Uh, are they paying you to announce this? No, but I just <laughs> wanted to talk about it because I I love things like Nerd Block and Loot Crate. Um, but I think it's pretty neat. They're doing their own one called uh, Marvel Collector Core, no. which I think is neat. And you're going to get like uh, exclusive Marvel stuff. The first one has uh, a uh, pop vinyl Iron Man uh, in Hulkbuster figure. Ooh. Wow. You can see here. That looks it's awesome. It's bigger than normal. But I thought that was kind of neat that, that, that as opposed to, because a lot of these companies, they do stuff. And I was talking to, to, to Chewy about this um, for for a, a, a company that does something similar to this, that they don't do a lot of theme-based stuff. It's always like, oh, we'll have something from Batman. It was and all the things from you get for cheap. But it's but but I like when they do like we're theming this whole month for this, and you're like, oh my god, it's going to be all the stuff that I like. What could it be? So the fact that they're doing an entire Marvel one and they're going to theme one around Ant Man, all the stuff. It's actually straight from the horse's mouth. It's pretty cool, I think. <laughs> so that's kind of something new that you can subscribe to if you nice. want to give it your money. Uh, let me see how much they cost. I think they're... Uh, a million dollars. Uh, 25 bucks. 25 that's not bucks. actually there. That's not terrible. It's not terrible. So you get and you get some exclusive neat stuff that you can't get anywhere else. So awesome. Good for Marvel. Anyway, what else do we got in the back matter front, gentlemen? Anything else? Yeah, oh, nothing. Slow week for back matter, huh? Uh, I do want to mention one thing. And uh, I mean, I don't know if anybody else is going to care about this, but I think it's kind of important. Um... It's it's not super comics related, but if anybody's familiar with the company Rooster Teeth, uh, they made Red versus Blue, which is okay, yeah, something yeah. that's highly influential in me and a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a new series come out recently called Ruby, and a lot of other stuff they've made recently in the last couple of years was made uh, almost directly under the supervision of a guy named Monty Ohm, okay. who also made a thing called uh, was it uh, shoot. Super, I don't know. It was like Samus versus Master Chief, and I forget what it was called. Oh. Um, anyway, recently he went in for a surgery, had an incredible allergic reaction, and passed away at the age of 33. Oh, my, oh my goodness. Yes. So he, as far as internet culture goes, Rooster Teeth is huge. And as far as the things that we've been doing on the internet, yeah. with uh, like uh, all the animation and, and the push for user created content. A lot of that is owed to Monty Ohm, and oh, so wow. um, even if you're not super familiar with his work, you mm. know, just Google him, watch some stuff, be very appreciative with the stuff that he has done for us, because nobody in, in that talented and, and with the kind of guy that that I know he that he was, yeah, that's just it. It sucks for everybody involved there. Yeah, that's yeah, what a good. bummer. But yeah. I can't end this on a high note. There I you just go. read this on Comics Alliance. Ready for this? Sure. Speaking to, and this will wrap us up right where we began. Transformers vs. G.I. Joe number 5 has Snake Eyes and Duke fighting Robo Thulu. 
Do you even need to see anything else? Wow. <laughs> Such Robo-Cthulhu. So, uh, well, guys, I think that's going to end uh, end our episode of a Four Color Commentary, our Valentine's Day special, yeah. our love-based special. So thank you all. We love you all so much for listening Aww. to us. We can't do this every week without support. Give yourself a hug. You. Give yourself us, a hug unless and Unless you're driving. And then Don't kiss yourself in the mirror the when you get home and say, you're beautiful and I like you because... We like you too. Um, so that is going to do it for uh, this time on Four Color Commentary. Uh, but before we go, we want to announce what we're going to be uh, reading next time. And we have a little surprise for you that we want to talk about after that. So uh. let's go around and talk about what we're going to be doing for... Actually, we'll talk about now what we're going to be doing for uh, First Prince next time. So for First Prince, uh, we've decided to, to, to jump back in the old well, M- Miller, Millar, however you say it, Batman, <laughs> and read some uh, Mark Miller, Millar. I think uh, he has uh, that movie, movie where the Kingsman, uh, the yeah. Secret oh, yeah. is coming yeah. out, yeah. which looks pretty Jeez. fun. I'm excited to see that. But uh, we're going to read one of his earlier cinematic things that is also a comic. It was a comic first. Uh, it's uh, him and John Romita Jr., if I remember correctly, right? I, think uh, I believe yes. I believe that's yes. true. Yes. Uh, we're going to read the first Sounds part. Familiar. I believe it's six issues, you said, yes? Is eight. eight. Eight issues. So we're going to read the first four issues of a book, and sorry, kids, but I'm going to curse, Kick-Ass. So we're going to read the first four <laughs> issues of Kick-Ass for next time for First Prince. So if you'd like to read along with us, as always, we welcome you to join us. Uh, so uh, moving for, around the circle, though, let's go into Here's My Issue. Uh, Alan, what are you going to be bringing for Here's My Issue next time? So it is manga time. Hooray! Hey, hey. Uh, and I want to bring something that I really like, but is also very silly, uh, very much in the vein of the stuff that we've read so far, because apparently I have a taste. Uh, so I'm going to be bringing the first couple chapters, probably, of a manga written by, let me make sure I get his name right, uh, Hiro Mashima, uh, and it's, uh, called Fairy Tale. Fairy Tale. Okay, cool. All right. All right, Chewie, what are you bringing next time? I'm going to bring an image book called Rasputin, number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this it's pretty recent. I think now it's on like issue four or something like that. But Rasputin, number one, uh, featuring a story by Alex Grekian and fan favorite artist. Riley Rosmo. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Hey, you like that dude. Good. That's the guy that I like. So I have two books. Both are of the same characters, but by two very, very, very different writers. And I'd like to let you guys pick. So I'm just going to go make it chronological. One or two? One. One. That means that it one wins. It doesn't matter what I vote. So what I'm going to bring is a comic by Alan. You shouldn't have said one. Written by Grant Morrison. Woo-hoo! <laughs> uh, pencils by Frank Quitely. Making Ryan sad. New X-Men number one. Why wow. is that making me sad? Actually, technically, it's New X-Men 114. But it is, it is his official New X-Men run from 2001 to 2004. So it's technically New X-Men 114. I might be able to get behind this. Yeah. So it's um, it's 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 the first run, by the oh. way, the follow-up was going to be Astonishing X-Men. I like so. those oh. X-Guys. Yeah, X-Guys are actually so in rough continuity. It's Marvel time. It's time to go. So more Marvel. Uh, Make mine Marvel. I am bringing um, a book, an image book that is... By two creators who I've brought before. I've actually brought books that they have collaborated with before. But this one's different, and <laughs> it's totally fine for me to do that. Yeah, so totally. So I'm bringing uh, Wicked and Divine by Gillian and McKelvey. Nice. Yes. Um, the issue number one. It's a book where they write about pop music. What a surprise. Sweet. Those two guys doing some pop music yeah. stuff. Uh, but I am a huge fan, so... Awesome. Well, that is going to wrap us up for Four Color Commentary, but we have one more announcement. For after the uh, after the theme music goes out, we have a little surprise for you. So I'm going to let Chewie announce this. Chewie uh, and I went to the Black Vortex event, uh, and uh, Chewie, what, what happened there that we we're going to let our, little, our, our kids listen to? 
Well, we got to uh, chat with Sam Humphreys. Uh, again, part again, deux. Part, part deux. deux. Sam Humphreys, part deux. He was gracious enough to give us uh, some of his time to speak a little bit about Black Vortex. Uh, we just got a little short little interview and asked him about Black Vortex a yeah. little bit. So, it's uh, a cool Marvel event. Yeah, it's Guardians a cool. Guardians of the Galaxy, X-Men. A- X-Men. I mean, like, together, two great tastes again. Together, peanut butter and chocolate. Yet again, chocolate and peanut butter. Mm. But um, yeah, stick around. Listen to, uh, as always. Sam Humphrey's super, super cool dude. Super awesome. Um, super awesome. Legendary. Truly. Stick around <laughs> and listen to his things that yes. he says. So the music will play and take us out of the show. And after that, we will throw on the interview that we had. A little five or ten minute interview with Sam Humphreys for you guys to listen to. So thank you as always for listening. We want to remind you to come back next time to the only podcast that was really, really mad about those Spider-Man movies. The original ones, you know, the one where he had the web come out of his arm. Come on, he's a science kid. He likes to make things. That's 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 science web. Not, yeah. not that garbage. Yeah, we're all really angry about that. And <laughs> we'll never we forget about grudge. We're all really angry about the fact that I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) We're moderately okay with the fact that I'm chewy. I think we're smolderingly upset at the fact that I'm Ian. Everybody's come to terms with the fact that I'm Ryan. (laughs) Stay near mint, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. This is Chewy here at Fat Collectibles in Anaheim. I'm yo, here yo. with up, Sam Humphreys. What's up? Working on the latest and greatest book, Bl- The Black Vortex, out yeah, on Marvel. It is the greatest book. Black Vortex is the greatest book. You are a journalist. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. And you being one of the penmen on this book, tell us a little bit about it, if you wouldn't mind. Man, yeah, we have been planning this story for a long time it is a it, truly a cosmic event it's got a massive cosmic scope including all the bad guys we've got like 30 characters in here we've got the guardians we got the x-men we got nova captain marvel cyclops i mean the list goes on and on and on we even got ronan in here um <clears throat> so this is a story about uh, the black vortex itself which is a very powerful artifact and uh Peter Quill and Kitty Pride have uh, stepped into a situation uh-huh. relative to Peter's father, who is now the gangster known as Mr. Knife. Okay. And uh, they have to, uh, they, they have the black vortex in their hands, and they got to figure out what the hell they're going to do about it. <laughs> because everybody wants to get their hands, and they can't allow any bad guys to do it. Yeah. So the Guardians and X-Men got to come together and figure out what the black vortex is, what kind of promise does it, does it offer to anybody, and... Uh, uh, what, what what exactly can they do with something so powerful? Nice. So it sounds like you've definitely got your hands full and a plethora of I, of just characters to work with and situations. So that oh, yeah. brings to mind the question: What's your favorite part about writing Black Vortex? Man, um, probably writing the uh, middle chapter, which is twenty pages of the Guardians of the X Men making out with each other. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting to write that one for so long. <laughs> can't even tell you. Really? Uh, no. <laughs> Dude, if that was happening, I would not tell you. I, I would wait. I would not say yeah. a word. And I would just reload Twitter all day when that came out. Um, no, I, you know, probably my favorite part was 
working in collaboration with everyone because um, my co-authors, we got Brian Michael Bendis, Kelly Sudaconic, uh, Jerry Dugan, John Lehman. Uh, we've got the whole Marvel editorial team, uh, and I've been working on the story. been showrunning this the story since the very beginning, and it's evolved so much, and it's gotten so much better thanks to the contributions of everyone involved. You know, I wrote like eight iterations of the planning document, which had the whole story in it. And the reason why we did so many is because every time I put it out there, uh, Brian would come up with a new idea. Kelly Sue would come up with a new idea. Yeah. Everybody was contributing, and the stories got bigger and crazier, and the character moments got more intense, and the conflicts and the stakes just got higher. Uh, it was really an amazing process. And uh, you know, just when we thought we were done, we we're like, oh my God, what if we did this? Yeah. What if we, you know, and I wish I could tell you like the last yeah, yeah. thing that, you know, but like there's one huge idea that Brian and I came up with at the last second and we just got it in there and it really changed everything and it's gonna be huge it's really gonna shock people okay. um, so I don't know if that was one thing that was my favorite yeah. but I loved all that I loved nice. all that stuff well I mean obviously you're working with lots of greats legends oh, man, and the artists too watching the art come in is amazing this is uh, such a stellar lineup of artists they're all turning in their most fantastic work I don't, I've done uh, how many issues with Taco Medina how many issues with Star-Lord but uh, he is doing some of the best pages I've ever seen out of him on the Black Vortex. Yeah. Ed McGinnis, Chris Anka, Valerio Shidi, um, Andrea Sorrentino, um, David Baldion, Mike Mayhew. Uh, I know I'm forgetting people. I'm so sorry, everyone. There's so many. Everyone is crushing it on this event. Everyone is crushing it. If you love art, you're going to love the Black Vortex. Nice. So it sounds like you're just kind of full stride in it. You have so many greats working alongside you, and you already bring to the table a huge amount of experience and wealth of knowledge and talent. So that brings the next question and my final question for you, and that's what 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 is next for Sam Humphreys? This is the worst question because I can't tell you jack shit right now. <laughs> No, I um, some some top secret stuff. Some top secret stuff. You know, a lot of stuff going on. You know, I uh, know I can't say that either. It's uh, cool. I don't want you to say anything that's gonna get you in trouble. Honestly, you know, it's it, it's crazy because uh, the end of the black vortex is is kind of the end of a certain phase of my career, just in terms of a certain group of stuff that I've been working on all at the same time. Um, and the, the the beginning of the next phase is so cool and so exciting. Um, I, you know, I can just say obliquely, yeah. uh, everybody knows that Secret Wars is this summer, and yeah. there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in Secret Wars. <laughs> all right. I know all of it, yep. and I can tell you none of it, <laughs> it's but all right. it is really awesome, it's fantastic. I have uh, heard about Secret Wars since my very first Marvel retreat a couple years ago, nice. so uh, you know, we have all been ready and prepared and working up to this, and we're all... Uh, really, like working in a way that I've never seen all of us work together, all the writers and editors working together before. Yeah. Uh, people just coming out with it. It's going to be awesome. I can say no more. I really almost yeah, just blew it's cool, it. cool, man. That, I don't that, want you. Yeah, no worries, man. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out Dude, of your busy so schedule to oh, man, talk with us a little bit a today. Return, but. Unfortunately, we're not going to turn around and watch Guardians of the Galaxy this time. But uh, this is still we, fun. We can. Anyway. It's literally on the screen over oh, is there. it right there? Oh. It just and we can watch it on Blu-ray. I know. Well, thank you once again. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right. We'll see you soon. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com.